Welcome to the BRP Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley. And believe it or not, we are back in the Bonnie View Mansion. We are coming to you from the Pool Room Studios, and I have my illustrious co-host here with me. He's grizzled today. Uh, in front of him is a, a quarter of a bottle of Pedialyte. At least that's what's left. Um, he had a rough evening, came to my bar last night. He's got a cup, a p- hot pink cup of coffee as well. So, I mean, he's, he's getting there, but... He's got a smile on his face. He's ready to do the pod today, and we have an unbelievable guest. So, how are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing good. As you've said on many podcasts, I'm a little hungover today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've said that about you and myself. So, it's been, uh, you know, that's kind of really the core of our friendship. That's, I think, the, as they would say, in uh, building the cornerstone. Yeah, we need help. Yes, we do. Um, So, literally, get on Patreon, you know. Um, Rehab ain't cheap, okay? We're trying to go to one of the nice ones in, like, Malibu or something like that. You know, please donate. And I, I'm sure that there will be other bartenders at rehab that we can interview. Absolutely. So yeah. it'll be a win-win, you know? <laughs> this industry <laughs> this industry certainly makes people a little bit jaded and definitely grinds them down into a pulp at times. But we have an unbelievable guest for you today. We have Emily Uncle joining us. She's a Spitfire bartender. I met her because her and her wonderful husband, Ben, came and visited me in my bar and man, she just had me rolling laughing. I knew, I was like, this is somebody that can get on the pod because she can talk. And so really excited to have her. And she's got a little bit of a mix up on the drink for us today. So I'm excited to get you guys into that. Um, before we do, Mike, as always, what's new, baby? Well, we're back in Maryland. Fuck <laughs> yes, we are back in Maryland. Just, just haphazardly, I had to come out here for work. So it worked out really well that we got to be here. And you, you had an update. We also have to, we, we've got to level with the people because... Well, let's do that first. Okay, all Let's right. do that so. first. So I, you know, guys, I know, as we always say, Mike and I are learning. We're trying to get better at this. Um, the fact of the matter is we're not good at it. We're not. <laughs> we're not, but we hope you're enjoying it. Um, we say this because we know the last couple pods, our openers have been along. We're going to keep it tight. We're going to keep it very it's, tight today. It's not even the openers. Thank you all for listening and uh, getting it <laughs> on the social media. Um the last three episodes we did, a lot of fun. I had a great time, <laughs> but I was a little drunk for the last couple of them. And, you know, we always we always tell our guests, you know, we got to put them through the gauntlet. I feel like you and I have made it through the gauntlet. We've been, this is episode 11, but oh my God, these last 10 episodes, it was, it was, it was a learning curve. There was a lot of, you know, skullduggery and everything else that went yes. on. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for, and my voice is a little gone today. Thank you all for, <laughs> for, for, uh, you know, growing with us here. But, uh. Within thirty percent of our episodes, I've been drunk. That's it's, it's unacceptable. Okay, and, and the other and and about twenty five percent I've been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the thing is, we're doing this podcast because it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm having such a good time doing it, and we're gonna keep doing it because it's just a good time. But we appreciate you spending your time with us. We know that there are how many podcasts are there out there? Yeah. How many? How many? You know, there's so many other things you could be listening to. So thank you so much for spending some time with us and. People, I owe it to you to not be a drunk asshole. Okay. Couple things. Couple things. <laughs> we're doing it again. We're already going to long. We said we were going to keep it. Okay, okay. Number two, you're yelling. I'm sorry. Why are you yelling? I'm sorry. Well, it's, uh, it's all the coffee and the honey. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought it was the pee. All right. So here's, here, here's <laughs> and the what, cocaine. Here, here, here's what we're going to do, people. All right. We're gonna, Steve and I on air right now, and uh, Emily as our witness. We're going to make a bet right now. Okay? Yes, we are. And you said 25 episodes, right? I think 25 is a good right. number. I said 50. Steve cut it down to 25. So when he's complaining at you know on episode 25, he only has himself to blame. What we're going to do is if I cannot make it to episode 25 sober, then what we're going to do is Steve is going to slap me on air. Full, you know, we'll videotape slap, it. We'll it's... videotape it. We'll put it up on, uh, you know, our social media. 
on the flip side, when I obviously make it to episode 25 completely <laughs> sober through the rest of these episodes what we're gonna do is episode 25 steve is gonna have to take a shot for every question in the gauntlet it's, it's gonna be a rough day uh, and it's gonna be a, a shot of my choice so we're yeah. gonna do 10 shots uh wait, we'll wait, wait we'll... does it change oh yeah multiple different types of shots yes no you gotta pick one alcohol no i don't we'll, we'll oh, leave this we'll, we'll talk adjudicate this later, this later. <clears throat> yeah but uh yeah and we'll have a medic on scene so everything will be scene. But that's, Give what me an IV. that's what we're gonna do so we're gonna we're tightening it up for you people thank you again for spending some time with us we're gonna we're gonna get this shit locked down steve back to you <laughs> all right so you guys heard that 25 episode slap bet if mike gets too wasted on another pod i slap him if he makes it to 25 i'll take the gauntlet shot by shot I'm sure that's going to be fun. That also might be when the pot ends. Um, so anyway, we ha- before before this comes to a crashing halt and we burn it to the ground, <laughs> as Mike said on the last episode, um, we're going to get right into it. Thank you uh, for being patient with us. And uh, without further ado, Emily Uncle. All right, guys, we have Emily Uncle here with us. How are you, Em? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am fucking pumped. And let me say, before we really get into Emily's background in the gauntlet, she came prepared. <laughs> I appreciate this. No, don't tell them that. I'm such a nerd. No, I'm not going to... Listen, we won't go into it. The girl's got notes. I'm telling you. So many of our bartenders have come on and I'll ask them a question and they look at me like they they didn't know we had a podcast. I said, we're 30 minutes in. What the fuck is your problem? So I love that you came prepared. Absolutely. It means a lot to us. I'm a note taker. I love a good post-it note and any yes. color coordination literally eats in my heart. Um, I'm honestly honored to be your witness for uh, this <laughs> bet that you've just made. So when, when 25 does commence, can I just be here to yes, see sir. all of this unfurl? Because I'm kind of hoping you get slapped. Yes, it's not going to happen. Well, you back. Keep, so, keep dreaming. <laughs> so let me tell you a little something, Emily. We, you know, Like I said, Mike and I have been friends for a long time. we got a really uh, uh, a close-knit friend group. And slap bets are... Uh, uh, Really important thing in our friendship. That's a thing with dudes. Yes. Like, women don't slap each other. But dudes, this is like your thing. That is all you guys do. Yes. I yes. love that for now, you. The other thing is like, we take slap bets, I think, uh, more seriously than most. There's really like a corporate kind of structure to it. You know, yeah. we, we meet with HR. We, we, we get everything in writing. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, I have to say, Mike has been involved in a lot of slap bets over the years mm-hmm. that he's had 100% control of. Literally making bets where he can control everything and he still loses. Oh, okay, God. Bless your heart. The last time I saw him lose a slap bet was at a music festival down in the mountains of Arkansas called Hillberry. And Mike got slapped so hard that his tooth broke in half and popped out of his mouth. It's, it's not a joke. Literally, yeah. my Tom, Dirty Tom, smacked me in the face and my molar broke. Yeah. And I just, he hit me and I was like, you, you just broke my tooth. And for the rest of the festival, my tooth was falling out. I eventually, I went to the, the dentist. They were like, yeah, it's going to be $900 to remove that. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. That's can, not happening. Can we just back up? Wait, you, wait, wait, really, you, you really breezed over the point that you got your tooth broken by a dude named Dirty Tom. So he's, he was the, the he was just recently he was recently just on the show. That's, that's right, amazing. guys. Episode eight, Dirty Tom. Give it a listen. But I, I eventually I just uh, I got a pair of pliers and I just yanked it out. It actually wasn't as bad as it sounds, and uh, I'm, I'm good. He's a psycho. All right, I so you're a sociopath, go- so I'm going to go. Did we? Did I mention I'm not he, safe here? He's from Southeast Kansas. Did yeah. I mention this? Um, no, but seriously, this is this is what I'm saying. Mike has had all control of this bet, um, and he still finds a way to lose. So when we say uh, a 25 episode slap bet, folks, this is not fucking around. Like Mike, Mike, Mike get uh, turned around like a rock'em sock'em robot in a, in in about a couple months from now. But we're running away again with the pod. We're not letting Emily shine. So let's get back to it. So M, 
you have decided to mix it up, and that makes sense because I can already tell that your personality is a little bit uh, unique, and you are uh, you're a wild card. You're an exception to the rule. So I love the fact that you have um, put a new spin on our drink this week. What are we drinking today? It's the Flying Dog Raging Bitch. I wanted something <laughs> super easy. It's 10.30 in the morning, so if I just start <laughs> drinking, like I want something that's going to have a little bit of girth to it. Oh, I don't like that I use girth. girth. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but on. I figured for just all, like a good... For all of our a ASMR listeners. Oh. Moist. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Limousine. Alright, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the, the flying dog raging bitch. It's one of my all-time favorites. And the last thing that I want to do on my day off is fix a cocktail. So I would rather just pop a bottle open and drink a beer. Guys, that's a real bartender right there. She's so sick of serving all you twats <laughs> out there, you know, that when she gets her day off, she's just going to pop some bottles. And Absolutely. So why don't you uh, get Mike and yourself and I... Mike, are you uh, done with your Pedialyte? Are you ready to move on? I'm, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> you got on. it? I, try, I believe in you. So while Em is passing these out, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background. For, for all of you non-Maryland residents, and Maryland, Marylanders will recognize the flying dog, this is a hometown or home state brew, I should say. It's from Frederick, Maryland, about 30 to 45 minutes west of Baltimore City. Um, you know, it's a fairly new brewery uh, all in all. They've been doing it for about, i say, 25, 30 years now. Yeah, something like that. They've been in business. The coolest thing about Flying Dog Brewery, to me, has always been the artwork. They have these amazing labels. And and anybody from Maryland, you know in your head that Flying Dog logo, the 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 V, the bat, you know, like the little bat that's flying above Flying Dog. It is so iconic. Every single one of their different beers, and that's really, um, I think the first one I ever had was the Pearl Necklace, which is the Oyster Stout, yep. which is still my favorite. Um, but I, I, the cool thing about it is, for anybody that's really a big artwork fan, I'm going to put some of this stuff up this week on our social media. If you've ever seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, mm. and you're familiar with Hunter S. Thompson, the same artist that did all of the artwork for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, that did ended up doing all the artwork for all of Hunter S. Thompson's books after that and throughout his career, a guy named Ralph Stedman, who is so unique. He's so cool. Like, his labels are insane. Yeah, his it's like a fever dream. What, fever dream, that's yes. what I thought. I said nightmare, but fever dream, I it, feel like it's it, even better. It's a bad acid trip. That's that's the way to kind of describe <laughs> his drawings. And so he actually got commissioned to do all the artwork for Flying Dog. So get on their website, check them out. I'm going to post some of our favorites and some of uh, Ralph's best work, and I'm sure you guys are going to recognize it. Um, his, his picture of Gonzo smoking the long cigarette is, I think, the most iconic. Uh, thing he's ever done. But anyway, let's get right into it, guys. Let's cheers it up here. So happy to be here. It's funny, I'm actually reading Hell's Angels right now. Are you really? Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite books of all time. That's Jesus, Michael. <laughs> Jesus. Mike spilled Lock his it beer. up. Lock it up. 10.30. That is a raging bitch right there. It's delicious. <laughs> this actually slaps better in the morning. I'm going to have to start drinking these before work. Bless all right. So, Em, let's talk about work. We always yeah. like to start with what we call our drinkton. So, you know, young professionals, they're trying to be impressive online. This is different. We're bartenders, right? So the drink-in is your service industry LinkedIn. Yeah. So tell us a little bit of how'd you get into the service industry? What's the extent of your service industry experience? And then do you still currently work in it? And, and, and tell us about that book. Yeah. Um, so I graduated college in 2012, and I moved home with my parents and yeah. was... Where'd you go? Uh, Washington College on the Eastern oh, Shore. Nice, oh, nice, nice. That... That place is not really college. It's like summer camp for girls. Like, <laughs> anybody that's ever been to WAC, you know. Um, but I came home from college. I was working for my dad at Johns Hopkins and was just like, 
basically in a paid internship. Yeah. I fucking hated it. Thank you, Dad, if you ever listen to this. I love you, but I fucking hated it there. So um, I went down to uh, the Inner Harbor in Baltimore City to visit one of my friends. And I walk in, and she's talking to me about, like, how much she loves bartending and serving at this restaurant. And, oh, if you need a job, let me know. And I was like, sure, I'd love to. Little did you know, you I were being so, shanghaied. Well, I didn't realize I was going to be interviewed right then and there. I'm in the most inappropriate outfit you could possibly imagine for a job interview. I'm in this, like, low-cut, white Marilyn Monroe poofy dress with my hair on. Like, who the fuck did I think I was at 22 in Baltimore City? And um, I don't know how, but I got hired right on the spot. That's Can't awesome. imagine why. That's she awesome. got the shirt. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Um, and then I was there for... Did they give you the shirt that day? Uh, no, I had to go back and pay for my uniform oh. the next day. I did, because oh, I didn't have okay. cash on me. We, we've always been joking around about how um, a lot of people, when they interview for their first restaurant job, they go, can you start in 20 minutes? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> the person that you're replacing, we just fired him. Right. <laughs> so we need you now. I mean, can you get on the floor? You don't Service need a lot of training. Industry, right? They give you no notice for nothing. Um, but I was there for probably like four and a half, five years, and then left there for a while, and then started back up at a bar... About eight months ago, and then actually last weekend was my last weekend. Oh, no. I know. What? Oh, no. Well, I, I now come... only have one job. It's great. <laughs> I want to come visit you. I mean, I will still come visit you at your bar because you live. You work three minutes away from where I live. Okay. So mm-hmm. you will still see me. I have great news for you. I bought a house last week. Fuck yeah. Cheers to you again. That's awesome. Guess where it is? Where? Hamilton. Right off Harford Road. Good for you. We're going to be neighbors. Oh, my God. We're going to be neighbors, darling. You don't even know. This is going to be great. I'll bring Uh, you a casserole. So so what was the the span of time? You said you took a big hiatus from that first bar job to this most recent one. Mm -hmm. What was that gap like? Um, So I have a corporate job that... um, I really, really love. It is the bee's knees <laughs> to thumb way up. Um, but I moved out to Denver with them, and I had to leave my bar job that I had uh, on the okay. weekends because obviously they don't have one of the places I used to work in Denver. Great town. Um, Pearl Street. There. Oh, my God. Pearl Street. Pearl Street was great. favorite place to drink in Denver. A lot of good places in Denver. Oh, Expensive ever, as fuck. You ever been to El Chapultepec? Right across. Bless you. No. <laughs> It's right across from uh, Coors Field. Okay. Okay. It's a. It's one of my favorite dive bars in the country. I think I'm gonna profile them this week. Okay. It was a diner back in the fifties. Oh yes. And they converted yes. it. They only take cash, and yeah. it smells like urine in We've there. We've been there a couple of times. I know. I never knew what it was called. Yes. It was just the place across from the ballpark. Yes. That's where we used to go. And they have yeah. the pool table on one side, and then they do. Uh, they do uh, live music right yeah. on the floor. And the, every time I've gone there, has it's been, like as big as this room. It's, right. Yeah. Every time I've gone there, have been the most incredible jazz players there. Oh. Cool. There, there was a kid that couldn't have been more than fifteen playing drums. That was one of the greatest drum drummers I've ever seen. That's no, no fun. shoes on, just going. Bananas. Oh, my style. Excellent. <laughs> so, anyway, I hijacked that a little bit. So, um, what was the bar here in Baltimore that you most recently worked for? So, it's called Penny Black, and it's in Fells Point. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's actually the name of the... So, the owner... My husband went to elementary school with the owner's kids, and that's how I got the job. Awesome. They needed a bartender after COVID. And um, it's called Penny Black because that was the name of the kids' band oh. when they were growing up. They're, like, super musically talented. Went oh, to cool. Juilliard. Like, incredibly wow. talented people. Um, it's a small family-owned restaurant, very small staff. The bar is gorgeous. Like, it's old-school Baltimore, Fells Point So help me, help, help me out, because I worked in Fells for a long it's time. It's right next to the point. Literally right next really? to It used to be John Stevens. Oh, okay. Yeah, it used to be we John gotta Stevens. Get, we gotta get down there, It's man. their food. Like, it's... 
even though I might be a little biased, like their food, I always call it like gourmet home cooking. Like okay. when you order food, it's like mom made it. What, what's it's like so the, the dish there? African peanut soup. 100%. I love it. Don't say anything so else. Good. Don't even tell them anything else, guys. African peanut soup. So good. Go there and get it. You know why? Because I've never even heard of African peanut soup. <laughs> so there's no fucking chance you have either. I wonder okay? if it's, it's like amazing. the boiled peanuts at all. Oh, my oh, God. I wish. See, now, no, now I wish because that's one of my all-time favorite like, treats. You like yes, boiled oh, peanuts? Oh, yeah. Hot or cold? Hot or cold? Yes, They got to be fucking hot. Of course, I wanted to burn my fingers. Does anybody know what boiled peanuts are? It's a South South Carolina or North Carolina You get them at gas stations yes, in the south. Yes, side of the road, yeah. <laughs> when we, in a styrofoam cup. Yeah, when two, we, when two styrofoam we, cups. One for one shells. One for the peanuts, one for the shells. <laughs> this yeah. is great. Oh my God. You don't, you have no idea what you just did, Emily. You just made a friend for life. <laughs> yes. Because Mike would kill his firstborn child for some Cajun uh, boiled peanuts. Oh, the slappy mama. You gotta get the slappy mama. <laughs> yes, That's yes. how you know they're so, good. So we drove, um, when Mike moved back to Kansas from Baltimore a couple months back, I drove with him. Yeah. And we did the, the I was 16, 17 hours. 18 hours. 18 hours. Least, crazy yeah. drive. It's a terrible and I so, just but, did it, yeah. But we did it, you know, we went through so many boiled, we went through boiled peanut territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time we stopped, Mike would come out of the gas stations with those giant, like. Styrofoam cups. No, no, no. He would come out with the two gallon <laughs> metal containers. He'd come out with like three of them because he had to bring enough back to Kansas with him because he doesn't they have did, them in Kansas. Well, they didn't sell them in Kansas, but good news, everyone listening, I know you're worried about this. They started selling the little two dollar uh, cans. The cans at, yeah. at Walmart. So I have stocked up. Oh, you're good. Go. You know, yeah. If there's no if there's an apocalypse, I'm gonna have boiled the peanuts. The secret to boiled peanuts is a crock pot. You just yeah. throw oh, them yes. in the crock pot, oh, yeah. low and slow, twelve yeah. hours, and they are perfect every fucking time. I will tell you. I've, I've, and it costs like two bucks. Yes, yeah. we've thrown a lot of parties over the years, Mike and I living together, and I I have to tell you, there is nothing like a, um, a party treat in the cold weather. Mm-hmm. Boiled peanuts for tailgates. Boiled peanuts for Halloween. Boiled peanuts for Christmas. Boiled Boiled peanuts for wait a second. Uh, I can just for see January first. Like I'm a serious. handful of boiled peanuts to a trick or treater that comes here. Oh <laughs> yes, trick or treater. Oh my cups for everybody. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what's funny? Every one of those kids would be like, "What the fuck is wrong?" And then you, you would be doing at, the Lord's work. And then they and then, then they would get home. And then they would get home and they would start eating the boiled peanuts. And then what you would see is you'd see one kid. Trading all of his chocolate for just <laughs> just, just, a, the just a small army of boiled peanuts, and that's five year old Mike. All right, a little well, off topic there, but that's fine. No, I love it. So, so listen, we gotta get to Penny Black. We actually might go today because we're gonna go to brunch after this, I think. Before, because I'm closing the bar tonight. But we, Ooh. you know, my 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 girl, you know, we've had small windows to spend a lot of time together, and so we're gonna we're both working tonight. We're gonna try to get to the bar before, um, before. Uh, sorry, we're gonna try to go get some lunch before we head to the bar. So maybe Penny Black is. Yeah, give it a whirl. My friend I'm... Vita is working, and Vita is hands down one of the. She's 22 and probably was cooler than me when she was 16 than I will ever be cumulatively <laughs> in my entire life. She's okay. just like a cool person, bright orange mohawk. You literally can't miss her. So, she's super cool. So you, you were the Marilyn Monroe. She's the Mary Tyler Moore. Is that what we're talking about? I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say that I was the Marilyn Monroe, but you know, I would love to be a Jackie O. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. I love getting that background and it's, it's cool. Every single person we've had on here has had such varied experience. You know, we, we interviewed somebody who was born in Kansas, worked in Florida, then worked in Australia and New Zealand. We've interviewed another guest that only has had one bar gig ever. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Only worked at one restaurant. I must like them. Yeah, I know. Weird, right? right? Total weirdo. <laughs> um, we've worked with, we've, we've uh, talked to people who, um, you know, have worked in the kitchen, at, in the front of the house, all this different experience. I love the fact 
that your bartending experience is kind of like a serial killer that went dormant for a while. You you were in the industry, oh, you were doing your that. thing. As and a, then, as then a you, 30-year-old white woman, I really identify with Yes, that. I can tell. Yeah, because yeah, 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 clearly you're in the cut there. <laughs> no, but then you have this kind of dormant period. Yeah. And, and then you come back into it. And I think that's kind of cool. Right before we get into the gauntlet, this is you know not a question that we ask everybody, but I feel like I really want to ask you. Okay, I'm nervous. Do you feel like you're out forever? I don't know. Okay, that's a really good question because I thought that I was out forever the last time because I also would just like moonlight at different bars right? in Denver. So true. Because yeah. I had friends in you the industry. You meet somebody, they go, hey, can you cover a night? For a night. Literally right. a Hey, night. we're doing our employee party. Do you want to bartend? I right? do. It's all, it's all um, stuff like that. But... I can't decide because, like, I don't know. When I would, I would always do doubles on Sundays, and I would wake up on Mondays, and my knees would just be yeah. wrecked. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm like out for good or if I do get back into it because I got back into it because I love it. I really, really love the service industry, mm. being able to meet people, the conversations, those the relationships, money. those relationships. Um, yeah. It's and it's like, don't get me wrong, it is not easy work, but it's easy money if that makes sense. Yes. you know what I mean. Like yes. you work your ass off, but you it. It makes up for it at the end of the day. Well, um, but I hope I'm not out for good. Yeah. It, well, and it's a skill set that you, even if you go into some corporate job or whatever, like, it's always on retainer. Yeah. You, you can, at the drop of a hat, you can start bartending. And, you know, especially nowadays with smartphones, even if you forget how to make a certain drink, you can just look it up. But I've been in so many weird situations where at the drop of a hat, a bartender was needed. Yeah. And boom, I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. And it, you're right. It, it is fun. Or it, even like your social skills. I mean, I, I think I was shy for like two or three days when I was four and that was about <laughs> it. But I feel like I really learned how not only to interact with people that I didn't know really, really well by being in the service industry, but then also like I learned how to relate to people in another way yeah. that I had never really had yeah. done before. Well, and the other thing, yeah. it makes you more dynamic to relate to so yeah. many different people. Certain that's people my, are that's been my biggest thing. Like, like you know, genuinely interesting. So Everybody's got a wild story. So I have a, I would say I'm in a, in a corporate role now mm-hmm. as well. You know, that's my nine to five during the week. And a lot of it is relationship based. You know, I do more or less do sales. And one of the things that I think has made me so good at sales in a professional environment is the fact that I can walk into a room with a male, a female, old, young, outgoing, you know, uh, maybe more of, uh, you know, more of an uh, introvert. And it's not going to matter because I've spent so much time with so many different people mm-hmm. at bars and restaurants that I know how to play the notes, Absolutely. you know, with different people. And so that's that's an awesome thing about this. I have a feeling like Emily's not out. <laughs> she's she's going to get lured she back in at some point. Fuck. One I'll day she might she might be sixty owning the bar run, <laughs> running that joint and I, I'm I'm gonna go there that's for damn sure. Oh well, God. we'll call it the psych ward and we'll go to the. You <laughs> <laughs> put padding on the walls. That'd be great, dude. I'll room. tell you for all the times I got blacked out and fell over, that'd be the kind of bar I would there need go. to go to. I got you, babe. When I'm sixty years old, I got you. We already <laughs> told this story on the pod. We need to get in the gauntlet. I'm done. I'm gonna be done. I swear to God, I'm gonna be done after this. We already told this story on the pod, but one time I went to a bachelor party in San Diego. I got way, way, way too drunk and way too twisted up on some other substances. And at, at one point, I climbed up on top of a bar called Guavas in Pacific Beach. And I started sc- – and, and have you ever seen uh, the city of Rio de Janeiro with the um, statue of Jesus mm-hmm. holding his hands, hands up? I'm basically Jesus holding his hands out like this on the top of the bar, screaming at everybody, saying, This is why I hate California because nobody knows how to drink. And that's when I <laughs> – 
swan dive off the bar, head first into the tile floor, and knock myself out. Oh my out. god. Yeah, it was Steve, bad. It so was glad bad. you're still here with us. It was us. bad. And by the way, you've not told that story on the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, you we'll were so bad about that. You're like, oh, we talked about this before. No, you fucking didn't. Okay, well, we'll have to do it. We'll have to do it properly. You know, guys, I think for but the 20, I think for the 25th episode. Ep- <laughs> yes, that's right. Because I'm not even close. Um, uh, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. Dear <laughs> Lord. Uh, I think maybe that's episode 25 is you interviewing me. Yeah, I think that'd be And good. we'll do it properly. Just drunk as shit. We'll do it properly. Yeah. So I don't want to take up any more of Emily's time here because this is about her. We want to showcase this amazing lady that has joined us today. Let's get into The Gauntlet. <laughs> All right, Em, this is the gauntlet. Okay, All right, we started with okay. 50 questions. We boiled them down to the top 10. Boiled nope. them down like some delicious pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a recurring theme for the rest of the day. All right, we're going to put a little Cajun style on this one. Um, question number one. Pet peeves and misconceptions. Oh, okay. This is my favorite of all of the questions that I looked at. <laughs> yes. My biggest pet peeve in the entire world, and every single bartender especially can relate to this, if I see you standing at my bar and you are waving a credit card or money at me, I will absolutely ignore you. <laughs> I will serve every other person in my bar and the bar next door before I come over to you and ask what you need. Yeah. That's so fucking rude. How dare you? Flash money in my face thinking that you're more important than anybody else in a restaurant. Like, get the fuck out of my face. And sprinkle on top of that the whistles and oh. the snaps. Oh, Lord. Help the snaps you. and the whistles. Uh-uh. I had a man whistle and snap his fingers and go, oh, sweetheart. I said, oh, sir, I know you must not be talking to me. <laughs> Absolutely Did, not. Listen, if you're going to address me, address me as bar wench. Or but. doll face. <laughs> Shit, not sweetheart. Um, and then I think my biggest, I think this kind of rolls into misconception, misconceptions. It's also a pet peeve of mine. Okay. People think that people in the service industry have either settled or that they're less than or like they're yes. not educated. What else do you do? Right. I'm like, what? fuck you. Oh what my this God. Is, like, I went to a really good college. I'm in graduate school. Can we I set, work. Let's set this up because yeah. I love please, this. Please. I love this. Okay. So guys, if you go into a restaurant and you start to have a relationship with that server, that bartender, and you feel the gumption to ask them about their life and personal questions, do not ever say to that person, so what else you do, do you do? As if this job is, you know, that there's that they're they're slinging shit, you know, for the for the fucking uh uh you know, the, the sewage department in town. Like, this is ridiculous. And by the way, sewage workers, thank you. I mean, that's also... I was about to jump in there. I don't know what I... It's early in the morning, people. <laughs> I just I just did exactly what I was saying not to do. <laughs> anyway, look, don't ask these people, what else do you do? A lot of them are very accomplished. I went to law school, motherfuckers. <laughs> Emily went to graduate school. Mike is one of the smartest and most re- well-read people that I've ever met in my <laughs> entire fucking life. And, and a beautiful writer. The, there's a good chance that between the three of us, we have a collective IQ that could bury your motherfucking ass. <laughs> the reason that we do this is because A, it's fun, B, we're addicted, and C, again, the money. It's yeah. fucking insane. Also, do you get to get drunk at work? Because I get to get drunk I at do. work. I do. Yeah, so go fuck yourself. It's such a degrading question. And it's just rude. Like, I, I can't stand people that feel like they're inherently better than other people for yes. absolutely no reason. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, people that come in, oh, like, oh, I'm in a business suit and you're serving me. That yeah. makes me better than you, which means I have better experiences. 
Bitch, I guarantee that I have met more famous people and, <laughs> and made way more money than you will ever see in yeah. your lifetime. <laughs> well, I think I think there is definitely an age demographic to that question. 100%. 100%. Anybody that's older. Yeah. But I, I feel like even younger people nowadays who are expecting to graduate college and have this incredible opportunity waiting for them treat service people like assholes or that, yeah. again, they're less than. So that is my biggest pet peeve slash mis- misconception because... Hands down, some of the people that I have worked with at bars and restaurants over the last 10 years... Fuck, I'm old. (laughs) Um, Shit. I guarantee that those are probably some of the most, like you said, well-read, most interesting, diverse, and hilarious people you will ever meet in your entire life. That's why we came up with this. Exactly. I love this. I love this. Because I said to myself, bartenders know how to tell stories. Mm -hmm. You know? And and I mean this. He's going to get all... He's going to get all gushy and self-conscious. Mike is Aww. one of the most eclectic people. He's one, <laughs> he's one of the most eclectic people I know. I, I'll tell you, there's not a dull moment with Mike Windsor because when you spend time with him, he has interesting thought, interesting conversation. If you, you know, even if even if you have not a lot to contribute, he can find a way to make that a conversation. You're making him blush. I love that about. I just him. keep thinking about the last three episodes. Where I was <laughs> like, I literally did a your mama joke in one of the last episodes. There, okay. There, there was one episode where it was so twisted <laughs> that all he said for an hour and a half was saltwater crocodile, saltwater crocodile. So as I say this, as I compliment him, we we try to we got to bring him back down a peg or two. Absolutely. Um, those are those are awesome. I will say this: we do want to give people advice. So like, mm. let's yeah. try. Both of you, let's try to workshop this. What's a better way to ask a bartender what else they do do, you know, without without being degrading? Like, I would say something, I've, I've always, I've heard some customers say to me, hey man, you're an awesome bartender, um, is this your main gig? Yeah, I think that's yeah. the way to say it, to, to not assume that they are doing something else. Right. It's like Sid talked about. There are career bartenders and servers who are making hundred grand a year, and they're doing yeah. something that they love and enjoy. I worked with a guy down in Canton that no question was making um, hundred twenty, hundred thirty. Yeah. Exactly. These people oh, yeah. fucking loved his ass. Yeah. They came just for him, yeah. and and so look, that's a perfect. You know, there are a lot of people that will never make six figures in their life. He's he's banking that. He's banked that in eight months because, you know, there's an off-season where he's not even really working a lot. I think it just really comes down to if you actually really like your bartender or server and you just want to get to know him, you know, you can just, that that, that question, you know, is this your main gig? Yeah. My other favorite, whenever someone says like, um, or like, I think a good way to word that too would be um, this, I can see like you're running your fucking ass off. How do you do this full time Mm. or do you do this full time? I think that that's a good way to like open up a conversation Mm -hmm. because if ever, ever someone asks me, so what else do you do? Cocaine. I love dogs. <laughs> I run every once in a while. I don't understand what the question is. Yeah, I, I, don't I, I have dogs. I'm married. Like you know, I'm I'm a more complete person than just serving right. your fucking ass. So. I do not. This polyester shirt of mine that I am wearing that makes me look amazing is not what I wear outside of this place. Let me just tell you that. Before we move on, Please. I have another misconception and pet peeve. That I has been crushing oh my me, gosh, like please. crushing my soul. I'm not gonna do it today. Okay. Okay. And here's why. Here's why. I'm gonna save it because <laughs> those were so fucking good. I'm gonna save it. But Mike, I'm gonna put it right now on wax. I need you to remind me the double order. The double order. Just remind me the double order. Don't forget. I won't. And I, I gotta say, I do love this category because it's it's a chance for servers and bartenders to commiserate with each other about what we hate. It's also a chance for people who aren't in the service industry 
to learn a thing or a thing or two about yeah. how to operate in a I think bar some, etiquette. I feel like some people don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe they just don't understand how it works. And there are really simple things you can do to not be an asshole and to get good service. Exactly. Like you said, that person you waved, waved the check. No, You're sir. the last person no, on sir. the goddamn list. Mm-hmm. God forbid. <laughs> so. I think this might be my favorite category. I could talk about that all day. We're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> the We're, Lord's work. We yes, are we trying are. to help every bartender and server yeah. out there. And not and, and maybe some of you who have not been in the service industry don't believe me. I'm actually trying to get you better service. If you mm-hmm. take some of these to heart and you start applying them, watch your bar and restaurant experience soar. Watch you get I, – I, I don't think I'm stepping out of bounds here. Watch you start to get a free drink. Mm-hmm. Watch you start to get a little bit better service. Watch you start to have a better relationship with your bartender if you take some of these to heart. So that's food for thought. Question number two, best tips, worst tips. Talk about some of like just these crazy tipping situations. Okay, I have happen. a really good one. So Love I used it. to work at the um, Schmarchmark Cafe down the, in... Excuse me? Schmarchrock? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> I was at Hard Rock Cafe for the first like experience um, that I had when I was serving in bartending. And... Five Finger Death Punch came to town to play a show. And at the time, I was dating my now husband. And um, I texted him and I was like, hey, I think it's going to be slammed. I probably won't get out of here until like three or four in the Mm. morning, like just letting you know. Well, this guy comes in and he is like six foot five, big dreadlocked beard. Dreadlocked beard. Dude, it was fucking wild. It was like down to here. I mean, are we the, talking about like really like tangled like like, like crazy like dreadlocks? Like think um yeah th- that guy or think like the um, I'm thinking Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, thank you. Like, <laughs> the, octopus, the octopus, octopus guy, octopus Davy Jones. Yeah, yes. he looked kind of like Holy that, shit. but fucking gorgeous man, like just a hottie. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so he sits down at the bar. We start to talk or whatever, and I asked him. I was like, "Oh, are you in town for the concert?" He goes. What concert? And I was like, oh, Five Finger Death Punch is in town. Did you know? I'm a huge fan. No, I'm fucking not. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm familiar with them. Um, I'm their bass guitarist. Oh! I was like, hi, I'm really embarrassed. I'm really sorry. Thank God you said you love the band. I right. No, I was like, oh, I'm a They're huge fan. They're not really fan. my style. I had no idea who the fuck they were. And he starts going on and on. His name's Chris Kale, and he was so nice, just so nice. He got his start. Um, he actually met a bunch of the band members at Hard Rock Cafe in Vegas, and that's like how the band got together. Really? And so he came, sat at the bar, stayed with me after I closed, and just was like having really good conversation. Cool. Super cool. I called Ben. He drove down and was like, I just kind of want to meet the dude yeah. and get a picture. So fucking nice about it. Left me a $500 tip on a $30 check. Oh my God, that's check. awesome. What a guy. $30 check. Ben, you and Five Finger Death Punch are welcome on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, anytime. I'm serious. I'm you serious. You got some bonus yeah. episodes coming up. Yeah, bonus episodes. You want to do I'll some music for us. I, I mean, you. free booze. We'll, you know, we'll plug your ass. I mean, I come on. Wait, did I just say we'll plug yeah. your ass? I meant we'll plug the band. <laughs> yeah. That didn't come off Jesus. right. You get it. You get it. You know. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's it was incredible. it was hands down one of the coolest things. And it was tip. that's great, man. I mean, an incredible tip, an incredible dude. Just like yeah. literally stayed with me for probably three hours after the bar had closed and just hung out and shot the shit. Well, and you the... were saying that they met each other. They didn't meet each other for the concert there. They met each other at a Hard Rock Cafe so is that's how like the band how, started. Yeah, they all okay. worked at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas. Really? And okay. I think maybe it was wow. only two or three of them, but wait, a wait, couple of them. They yeah. also worked there? Yeah, at the one in Vegas. So they were... Yeah. Be- that's how they You like... can be on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chris. You can be on the pod, man. Right? I'll just I'll just give him a ring, you yeah. know. My old friend Chris, you know, just give him a holler. Love it. Love um, it. Drop him a line. All right, before we go uh, further, can 
Can I have another beer? Okay, cool. Because I just opened this one and yeah. I felt like a drunk. No, yeah. these are these are actually. So good. You know what? I, here, I've got it. I've got it. They're an eight and a half percent. Too, I have to so get something off my chest. They're hitting. I, I remember this beer because it's so, the, the the raging bitch. The artwork <laughs> is so iconic. Yeah. I remember drinking this. Describe it. <laughs> you can see the teeth in the dog pussy. Okay, and it, it, it. Ben calls it the moose knuckle, and it makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> the moose knuckle. <laughs> Cheers. But I, I, I've got to be honest with you. I drank these when I came to Maryland because I was like, "Oh, raging bitch! I've got to try that." Did not like it. I'm telling you right now, yeah. I am. In, I'm enjoying this beer. Yeah. I think, like it's you said, so it's got some goddamn girth to yeah. it. Yeah, right? they <laughs> are it's so a good much, morning beer. They're so much better out of a bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I don't like them on draft either. Yeah. It's got to so, be from a bottle. Do, good. You, do you like red eyes? Where you you'll put um, a coffee? Sh- no, no. Um, where you put? Well, yes, there's a red eye coffee, but no. Um, uh, where you'll take a beer and you'll put. A big shot of um, Bloody Mary mix into it. Oh yeah, and red beer. This beer would be a good red beer. No, no, it is a, a good one. <laughs> Trust me, I have beer. done it many times. This with a shot I'm, of Bloody. I'm, I don't think I've ever had a red beer. It's good. Yeah. And I it's love, like blo- I love Bloody Denver. Marys. So we, I can't wait until we do an episode with Bloody Marys. If you it. really do it, Maryland style, do a you'll morning do a, one that'll really get you. <laughs> yeah, right. You'll do a rim of Old Bay. Yeah. This in the glass, and then a big shot of Bloody Mary okay. mix and mix it up, and it's delicious. Spicy Bloody Mary mix. Well, you know why you do that is because the tomato juice helps hydrate you, and so when you're hungover, it's a good, it's a good hangover too, because you got a little alcohol to pick you back up. So let's keep hair, it hair of the dog, hair of the bitch, literally <laughs> hair of the raging bitch. <laughs> All right. So question number three: worst drink orders, and and we want to put this both ways because we've had some uh, guests kind of coach us on this. This could be the worst drink order that you've received for a cu- from a customer, or like the worst drink that maybe a bartender has made for you. Mm. Like you ordered, I ordered my first old fashioned. I came out red with just mm. so much grenadine in it, and it they t- put grenadine in your old fashioned. <laughs> These people, where don't- the fuck? Did you go? Because I'm going with torches and pitchforks. <laughs> the green turtle. No! Yeah. I don't blame the green turtle. Take their shirt off right yeah, you now. Got fuck sure. I'm their shirt no, it's not I the need green... to leave. I need a minute. It's I'm not sweating. It's not the green oh. turtle's fault. What? It yes, was... it is! No, I think it was the bartender's fault. She was such a baby. She was such a baby. Anyway, it turned me off from old fashions for the longest time. I bet because the bitch put grenadine right. in it. That's right. But anyway, so that's what we're talking about here. Got it. Okay. I mean, Mike, Mike, Mike tried the Malibu Dew earlier this week. We're going to wait to talk oh, about that. That's Oh, going to be bonus content. But yeah, Mike gave the Malibu Dew a try, which is... Um, <laughs> Don't Malibu do it. Mountain Dew, right? No, it's Malibu Mountain Dew and 151 rum. <laughs> yeah. Okay, really quick. Really, really quick. No, save it. God damn it. All right, go ahead. So he, uh, Jude, love you, buddy. If you're a friend of Steve's, you're a friend of mine. And as you can tell from this podcast, we give each other a lot of shit. But man, stop drinking that. And if you want to <laughs> drink it, that's fine. But never order that in front of anybody, especially if you're trying to get late or something. Oh my Don't tell god! People you know what you do? Drink. Order it as separate parts. Can I have a Malibu? <laughs> yeah. Can I have a Malibu? And can I have well, a one fifty one? Go to the Any bathroom. Man yeah. that go goes to the to bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Order the shot of Malibu. I would question everything about your existence. <laughs> go to the, go to the bathroom so, and put it together yourself. What is, <laughs> it, it's one fifty one. It's Malibu and it's Mountain Dew. And he called it a caribou do. Now I'm not. Yes, sure. the caribou. I don't know do. if they're. Do you remember caribou loo? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. One. Okay, yes, I'm from fucking Kansas, Kansas City, Tech Nine. Let her go. Let her go. Don't stop till the cops come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, I fucking. I I literally just got free tickets to go see Tech Nine. Shut up. I did. In one Java, of my all-time favorite lyrics from any song ever is the Tech Nine caribou loo, and it's. Tar Benner, I need another nink. I love it. It's so good. I'm so it's happy somebody case. else is singing on this pod because, as Mike said, the last time we did this, we did three in a row, and I got so drunk that by Di- Brian Lee's pod, episode 10, check it out, um, I was singing every 10 seconds. I just kept breaking into song, and I I woke up the next day, I was like, 
<laughs> I, I had a great time with that. I love those. I'm so self-conscious. So I love that somebody yes, else is throwing anytime, some but, but all, the, the reason I was wrapping that up is because uh, Caribou Lou, which that drink is um, 151 rum, rum pineapple, pineapple juice, in Malibu. Malibu. <laughs> Maybe that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's what I was going to say to Jude. Uh, when they said Caribou Do, I feel like it, it's a play on Caribou Lou. Just order that. It's still kind of yeah. a trashy drink. Like it's something it's that it's it's, it's meant drink, yeah. to get you fucked up. It's right. like a Long Island. Ice but too. man, Jude, I, I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I tried it, dude. Jude, please, we love you. We, you like girl. what you like, and more power to yeah. you, baby. If I'm you're not... gonna order it. You got to be confident as fuck and be like, fuck everybody else. I'm gonna drink this. I love it. That's right. It's um, trash. Okay, so anyway, right. worst drink orders. <laughs> worst drink orders. What so, a setup that was. <laughs> Jesus, such a good one though. I feel I feel really ready for this question now. Um, I think. Common misconception also, I don't mind making a mojito. I love a good mojito oh, yes. myself. Mojitos. And pe- when people are like, oh, I fucking hate this bitch. She just ordered a mojito. I'm like, bring her to my table. I'll yeah. fucking serve her and I'm going to get her hammered. My least favorite drink to make is a Long Island iced tea. I oh! It never, never fails. <laughs> I'm never so fails. sorry. Anybody that drinks Long Island iced tea, please get a better drink. Because unless you are ordering top shelf liquor, which is going to cost you 15 bucks for one fucking drink, it is not good, and don't lie to me and pretend you think it's good. In the, it's in, terrible. In the words of Sid Borchman, you trash. You trash. You trash. <laughs> I love that this is a theme on this So one of, my, one of my best friends in the whole world, um, she's from Staten Island, okay? Oh, well, oh, I thought it was oh, Long Island. A New York girl. She, a Long Island girl? Oh, yeah. A Long Island or Staten Island? She's Sicilian as fuck. Oh, bless her. I love that for her. She's great. Yes. Oh she's my God, fucking I love incredible. Her mother, Tony Vitaka, fucking love her too. Oh my God, shut up. I love that for her. She's amazing. Her and I would definitely get together. We'd get a Oh, you done. Love, we you, have a you cocktail. Love, We'd be great. So she was a staple at the horse she came in on for a long oh, time. I fucking can't stop now with that stupid. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But Sid came on here, and we were and we were talking about the Long Island. She goes, "You're not allowed to drink it if you're not 21. If you're 21, okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not 21, it's a rite of passage. You, you trash. You trash. trash. So, all right, that's a good one. That's awesome. Let, let's move on to the next one. Mike, tear up on that. Oh, all okay. right. So. <laughs> Did you forget where we were? Yeah, well, speaking of mistakes. <laughs> Thank God that pee your light is done. I'm just glad you're alive. So we're right moving now. on to ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups, all right? Now, we, obvi- we we can tell you've never made a mistake in your entire Ever. life, right? But <laughs> obviously, you've seen some people fuck up. Yours right? or your coworkers. <laughs> so my this is my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite story that I think I have as From the a service business. industry worker. Wow. Yeah. So I was a baby bartender at Hard Rock. You have to go through the ladder. So you have to start as a server and then they choose you to mm-hmm. be a bartender and you have to be there for at least like six months or something. It's like a, a bachelorette kind of thing where they give you a rose. Oh, I actually did. <laughs> um, I, you do get a pin and mine was a rose pin. So <laughs> oh, so Shut up. I still got my entire collection. That thing is worth so much fucking money. Did, anyway. you, did you have your 27 pieces of flair? Um, it was five as a bartender and 13 for a server. I'm not even kidding. Here's you. my flair, right? <laughs> oh my god, hard rock, go fuck yourself. Please, oh. please go fuck Unless yourself. Nelsie's still there. Nelsie, you're still cool. Um, but so, I'm it, I'm a baby bartender. My best friend and I are behind the bar. She actually ended up being one of the bridesmaids in my wedding and was me and Ben's roommate when we first so moved cool. in together. Super cool chick. Chell, I love you. And um, I'm behind the bar. We have this couple who's regulars and he always ordered a loose cannon and she always ordered white Russians. Well, mm, as a two of my favorites, yeah. I, right? like, <laughs> I had never made a white Russian before, so I did not know that you were supposed to put cream in it. Mm-hmm. So I put Bailey's in it instead, Ooh. so there was no cut in it at all. I don't care. Was, an Irish, an was, Irish Russian. Yeah. It was, 
I, ha- I that's how I drank my white Russians now because it was such a good fuck uh, up. Okay. She usually drank three or four. She had two and fell out of her chair and broke her tooth on the floor. <laughs> broke her tooth. Broke her tooth. That's so- the second broken tooth on yeah. the pod. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> There's like God the, damn it. The bar was shaped like the body of a guitar, so it was like an island bar. Yeah, I and remember. Then, I yeah, remember. and then the we had like the one a in rail- Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah. I, that's the one in um, yeah. Inner Harbor. And then there was this gold railing underneath that stuck out pretty far, and yes. she fell out of her chair and smacked her no. face on the railing. Oh, Somehow, oh I God. didn't get in trouble. We didn't get sued, but she only had like one and a half of my white Russians, oh my and God. I did. I did not know that you were supposed to put cream in it. So, I think that was one of my <laughs> biggest fuck ups, That's or awesome. the time that I dropped hot soup all over um, a man's lap, and then he proceeded to be. Very excited to see me with his wet pants covered in hot soup. Wait, wait, what? If you what know you, what I what? mean? No, I don't. Get a fucking heart on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally dropped hot soup on this man's lap, and that's, he went to stand up, and instantly went from six to midnight. That's Whoa. a that's a very niche fetish. I I guess so. That's a very niche fetish. And I'm really worried that I might have been the one that turned him on to that niche fetish. Like <laughs> I'm really because he looked as startled oh, no, no, as no. I did. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? As I a broke him. as a man as a man with a lot of kinks and a lot of fetishes, I will tell you this right now. I will tell you this right now. That was not his first time. Okay. <laughs> If if you're out in public and you go six to midnight just like that when somebody spills the hot soup, then you're talking. your thing Instant. your thing is that ladies put <laughs> spill hot soup on your head. That's his thing. It was fucking wild. Some people like to get hit in the dick with a wrench. I don't know, you know. To each their own. <laughs> to each their own. But yeah, I'd say that those are probably so, my two biggest fuck ups. I will say this: the first one. The um, it was a happy accident. Bob Ross, yeah. what's his name? Happy accident. <laughs> what do we call it? An Irish Russian? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got to try because I Frankly, love white Russians. It actually ended up being really, really good. Like it was delicious. Hey, can you guys all hear Ruka on the pod? <laughs> We're gonna take a little break, guys. Yeah, the, I mean the truth is here with the this Irish Russian. I guess that's it's what we so can good. call it. We're gonna trademark that shit. Let's, yeah, I feel like you gotta throw a little bit of like. I don't know. We have to we have to doctor that up a little bit because that's a lot of an Irish hammer. No, but it's an Irish hammer. An Irish hammer is amaretto, Bailey's, and whiskey. You lost me an amaretto. It's delicious. (laughs) Absolutely not. So anyway, what I was gonna say is, you know, I I think you just crushed that category, but that it doesn't sound like a mistake at all. That sounds incredible. I'm gonna drink that later this weekend. Sounds fucking incredible. Delicious. Anyway, before we get into our little intermission, our little halftime, we're gonna do our 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 last question before that. That's number Mm. five: health code violations, which is one of my favorites. And I have a great story today, guys. Great one, which I haven't even told you about. Because I okay, can can you start with your story? Because I don't really have it. Like the entire restaurant industry is a health code violation. Like I've got one really good one, but I'm really curious to actually hear yours first. Okay. Sorry so, to put you on the spot like that. No, I'm he ready. I'm ready. He loves so, it. So I work at a... You don't say. I work, <laughs> I work at this beautiful bar. It's called Das Beer Hall. Love it. It's in Parkville, Maryland, right outside of Towson, and it is the place to be in Baltimore right now. I mean, we got people hanging from the rafters. It's outstanding. We had like... We had probably 20 customers dancing on the bar last night. It was out. It was just outrageous, out of control. I really hope one of them fell. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. <laughs> Mul- multiple of them You're slipped not. and fell on their ass. It was hilarious. <laughs> now, guys, this is actually where I met Emily, so it's a it's it's uh, kind of an important place for this oh, pop, right? Love story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's special. I'm glad we got sent. It's your meat cute. <laughs> I've always wanted to get sentimental over a raging bitch. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well, I am right here. So, <laughs> but so so last night we have a we have a bartender there. His name's Pat Valso, and I know he won't mind me uh, putting his name on the pod. He is one of my favorite people. Hardworking guy, great bartender, 
cool tattoos, and a kick-ass drummer. He's just like a really cool person. Now I, I want to sleep with him, honestly. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I've made advances. I've made. I've is made, he the one with the mustache? No, no, that's oh, Val. That, Val's, Val's coming on. Beautiful. Val's man. coming on. I can't wait. From Australia. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, Pat Pat Valso, um, who who I love, I've been begging him to come on the pod, and you know he's back and forth about it. He's back and forth about it. But he tells me a story last night that I've been saving. For this health code since category. last night, since last night. <laughs> when you hear the story, whole nine hours, y'all. <laughs> when you hear the story, you'll understand how why I'm so excited. Pat Vasso proceeds to tell me that one of our newest bartenders at Dots, and I'm not going to use her name. Um, I'll use a fake name. Let's uh, let's say uh, Melissa. No, let's say her name's Gail. Okay. For example, Gailer. Um, <laughs> so Gail, um, Gail's new. But she's also a new mother, and she's got a little babe, right? And as a new mother, you know, breastfeeding is a really important thing to do. And, you know, as a lot of ladies do, they will milk the teat for the breast milk. What an ugly way to say that. She's not a cow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't say pull the udder. I didn't say yank the udder. I said milk the teat. You don't some milk the cow from their first udder. Some... You milk them from the teat. Oh, yeah. the for some breast Jesus. milk so that she can deliver to her babe. And... And, you know, it's the type of thing that, again, it's no judgments. You do it whenever you need to do it. Um, You know, if you need accommodations at work, we'd be happy to do it. But this is a restaurant. This is a a food and beverage establishment. So Pat tells me a story about how a couple weeks back they're opening the restaurant. And he's coming in. And, you know, you know when you open up a place, you're setting up the straws and the cups and you're stocking everything and you're putting everything where it needs to be. It's and you, favorite part of my And you're usually, hungover. <laughs> you're usually hungover. Nobody's there yet. You're rushing. And all of a sudden, he reaches into the, one of the coolers to grab a bottle of um, champagne so he can get set up for brunch. And he pulls out what he thought was a bottle of champagne. And then he looks at it and he realizes... This is a bottle of breast milk <laughs> that has been... Yeah, put that in my, my white Russian right that, there. No! <laughs> oh! That, oh my God, can we call that the Mother Russian? <laughs> oh my God! The Mother Russian! Oh, that is beautiful. The That's Mother Russian right there. Well done, well done, and bravo! You might have the oh, best joke ever on the pod right there. <laughs> Outstanding work by you. That is fucking fantastic. And he proceeds to tell me how he pulls it out. And, and, and he said, I said, I, I look at him. I go, she, she snorted. Do you snort? Yeah, we're counting that That's one. That's counting. We're That's going to that get one. counted. We have a snort board that we Oh, got. fuck. I'm going to keep going. Then. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I cracked myself up. So, Pat, you have to understand, Pat last night was actually off his shift, and he was fucking wasted. And he's telling me the story, and he's barely getting through it. And I just look at Pat, and I go, so so what happens when you when you realize that there's this breast milk, and, and you look at Gail, and what's going on? He goes, he just goes, I just looked at her, and I said, but why? and apparently gail didn't see the issue and pat had to explain to her this is not sanitary wait she put the breast milk in a champagne bottle no 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 not in a champagne bottle she had like a um uh oh okay i understand what what are like what are the what are the bottle no what are like the shaker (laughs) bottles that you go to the gym bottle she she had like a blender bottle and she had she had she had sealed it and she had and she had wrapped it you know it was in like a a, like and she had put it down into the the cooler And it had just gotten there. So, like, Pat's like, oh, my God. And he pulls this out. And he ends up having to pull everything out, sanitize it, 
do all that good stuff because we had to be be careful, you know, because yeah. obviously we're a restaurant. And um, the 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 craziest thing about it is she couldn't wrap her head around why that was not kosher. I mean, I guess like because it was in a sealed container because it was wrapped. Like I get why you could easily be like, I don't understand the problem. But at the same time, it's a like restaurant. You, you can't, can't take a chance. You like can't that. have in. This is gonna sound. I mean, this makes so much sense when you say it out loud. But because it's food. You can't have outside food sources mm-hmm. in a restaurant. No so it doubt. makes perfect sense why you can't have it. But I totally get that whole argument also, of like, oh, as a mom, like, yeah. I've got to do what i got to do. Girl, do right. what you got to do. There I'm, is a fridge right. in the back room. Yeah. Right. Label that yeah. shit. You also, go in the walk-in, yeah. baby. <laughs> let's, go in the walk-in. Let's not act like every bartender, server, and busboy in the world doesn't have their food that they brought in from outside of the restaurant in some, in some fridge ever. somewhere. <laughs> All I'm saying is that's one of those where it's, uh, we do need to be a little bit more careful because God forbid somebody did make a Mother Russia. <laughs> I mean, maybe, and, and what happens if I like it? And it's the best thing I ever drank, and then I want another, and I can't have it. She's on tap from then, then on. Then we, <laughs> then, we, then we have Gail in the basement in the K-cooler pumping through one of the lines. <laughs> All right, let's move on before we say something. All right, do you have any health code violations before we take an intermission? So I think um, something just like to note as a... Yeah, this like is if you're If you're not a bartender or not in the service industry, I think something to note is that when you order a draft beer, you 100% are drinking... Probably from a tap that's not been cleaned in about ten oh, years. Oh, it's never, it's never, <laughs> if ever, if I'm, ever. I'm so happy so you said that. I used to went before where you worked, Das Beer Hall. Yeah. Used to be called the Barn. I yes, grew up course. right down the street. So from I, I, the I used barn. to go yeah. there all the time. I used to go with my Polish grandmother, Grandma B, R.I.P. girlfriend, and um, <laughs> she used to always go and we'd get coffee and crab cakes and a chicken sandwich, and that was like our thing. And that place was so fucking gross and dingy. But when my father would come with us, he'd get a draft beer. Those draft lines. Have not been changed. I guarantee or cleaned. <laughs> well, we we do clean them pretty regularly. Oh, well, good for y'all because when I he worked, has at, to say that. well, but no, no, because no, no, because <laughs> we, you're still employed there. No, no, because we're a beer house and we do these uh, real high end craft beers. Well, yeah, and, and we also cycle the beer so often, so every single time. Okay, because you guys cycle because you know we what I'm saying. Like static. For, in, in in a week's time, yeah, you one, go through one line. Somebody. One line might change four times. Seriously, oh. with some of those. Oh, damn. Okay, well, I you see know, what you're saying. You know those yeah. like Burley Oak Dreams. Those bur- like some of the really specialty craft beers oh, wait, that we this do, is super random. In, like the twelve ounce pours. But I have a friend. You just said Burley Oaks. I have a friend whose real, like Christian re- name is Burley Cox. <laughs> his name is Burley Cox. Burley. That Cox. is his Christian God given name. That's fucking fantastic. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. That he, just reminds me. When he me of files that. his taxes, he fills out Burley Cox on the top. <laughs> yes, he does. And the government Yuffie. gives him Category everything back. <laughs> Do you guys know what ma- would really make me laugh is taking the SAT as Burley Cox and <laughs> filling out those little bubbles. Burley Cox. Yep. <laughs> Um, anyway, so at Hard Rock, we, um, like, hand to God, I worked there for about five years, and not once were those lines ever clean. Yeah. So it's just recycled, loose we, cannon over, or Budweiser and over say, and over. I will say this, to Emily's point, I'd say probably, no lie, 80 to 90% of the bars in America do not clean mm-hmm. the lines. They just don't do it. I've been it's a such a hassle. and a bartender, I do not remember yeah. once right. cleaning a Do you a know tap. how much, like, how invasive cleaning lines is? It's, it's a, a full day. It's a well, full day to do. They've like, made it a lot easier now. For so yours, probably, but for older systems, because you guys have yeah. that new, like, the center console yes. draft tap. When you have well, the, some of them are the, rough. Yeah, yeah, but when you have the taps that are all scattered around a bar that's a big ass bar yeah. and they're all and they have their each they have their own walk in downstairs, 
cleaning out bar taps the one time I have ever seen a dent took a full fucking day. So we so have just a heads up, y'all. Airlines <laughs> are fucking gross. So we have this thing that like comes out and it looks like a keg, but it's essentially a power washer with soap and oh, water okay. in it. You guys have and that we thing? hook it up to yeah. each line and it shoots we water through able the to whole line. And then we we open the line and it pours out and it's it's great. It's super yeah, easy. That's, only, see, that's much it better. Takes, it takes maybe it a, old poor person. It, it takes it maybe a half hour to do all of them. And see, we have nothing. and we have uh, thirty five drafts. You know what I mean? So it's really it, it doesn't take that long. Um, the I think it's really different with us because we are so craft beer centric. Yeah, you're, like, you're prepared. Yeah, that's for different. That. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and and we're changing lines so often. But uh, that's a good point. So for anybody out there, here's a good rule of thumb. Especially in old bars. Here's yeah. And and when I went out to Kansas with Mike, we went to this place called Mormons, and we hmm. you know I ordered a beer and I had immediately send it back, and they were like, "Is everything okay?" And I said, "Look, guys, oh. I'm in the industry. It's it's not it's no knocking you. I'll pay for this. It's totally fine." I just want to let you know that line is dirty. Mm-hmm. And the reason I knew that, and everybody out there, um, you know, I'm not teaching you how to complain. I'm teaching you how to identify, <laughs> okay? If it Wasn't comes that category number one of what we right. were trying to avoid? <laughs> if it comes out like this, don't complain. Order something else. There you go. Order something else. Just be well, reasonable. You don't have to. You can but the complain way to, a little bit because they need to know. Because they're going to have right. more issues throughout the night. Identify. Don't complain. Mormons is also the place where Brian, on our last episode, when he came to visit us in, in Kansas, he ordered, uh, what is it, Glenfiddich? Yeah. It's like Glenfiddich, right? Fittich. Yeah. Isn't it Fiddich or is it Fiddich? I, I think know. it's Fiddick. I, I think it's with a hard Fiddick. He ordered a Glen Fiddick on the rocks, and they gave him a plastic cup full of ice with a shot of Glen Fiddick and a bendy straw. That's amazing. <laughs> For like five dollars. So this is bad as your grenadine old fashioned. That's a that's a good representation of Mormons. But here's how you identify whether the line is clean. If you get your beer. And make sure it's a beer you know, because if it's a beer you haven't tried, that's not a really good way to, to have a baseline. But if it's a beer you tried, I always like to say, you know, your national beers, Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, Yingling, Natty Bow, Budweiser, right? Uh, or Natty Light, Budweiser. If you get one of those beers and it tastes sour, okay, or if that beer is significantly more cloudy than it's supposed to be, those are the two key identifiers. The sour piece is the big one, right? And you'll definitely uh, get it with a, um, a lighter beer. So if you go to a bar, you want to see if their lines are clean, you order a lighter beer. I always like to do a Budweiser because I know the flavor of a Budweiser. I know what a Bud Heavy uh, tastes like. And if it comes out and that and that tastes a little bit closer to apple juice than the beer, <laughs> that's what I know. So, do you want to add another word to your uh, ASMR and say yeasty? Yeast. That's what it is. Jesus Christ. Yeast. All right, what a great, what a great time. Now that we've pissed off the people and we've done health care violations, let's take a quick intermission, guys. We're going to take a break. We're going to have a dart. We'll be back with you shortly uh, for Ratchet and Crazy Customers. All right, we are back on an intermission. Uh, I have a cup of coffee with my raging bitch now, so I'm, I'm ready to get right back into it. How are you guys feeling? Fabulous. So am I. This is outstanding. I'm having such a good time. We should do more drinking at 10 a.m. I don't know about more pods at 10 a.m., but more drinking at 10 a.m. Um, all right, number six, ratchet and crazy customers. And this can also be memorable customers. I think, you know, early on, we were making this seem like a bad category. Yeah. And a lot of our guests were like, I have a customer that is just so memorable because they're just so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so keep that in mind, too. That can also be God the direction. I didn't, I didn't write notes for no, that No, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I have one that I know. <laughs> I have a good one. Go in. Um, so for like my most memorable, we'll, we'll pull out some heartstrings real quick. Um, my dad is my stepdad, and he is the coolest person in the entire world. I fucking love that man. He is Sheldon Greenberg. 
best man in the entire you world. You have some amazing names. Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that. Burley Cox. Burley. Sheldon Greenberg. Sheldon Franchon Greenberg. I heard like a Neeson or Night. Nelsie. Nelsie. Yeah. 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 Who are these people? Are amazing. So my first, it was my one of like my second or third day that I was out of training when I was at Hard Rock, and I had this guy come in with this little girl who was probably like eight, and he tells me, "Oh yeah, it's um." It's my stepdaughter and I's first, like, father-daughter mm. date. So we're, you know, coming here, bonding. We went to the Science Center in Baltimore, whatever. Mm. And um, she, you could tell, like, she was really nervous. And I sat down at the table and I was like, you know, my daddy is my stepdad, mm. too. And he's the coolest man ever. Such a good conversation. I was a slow night. I only had that table for probably two hours. Yeah. Their bill was like, they got lemonades and burgers. Their mm. bill was probably like 35, 40 bucks. I drop their check. I say thank you. It was great chatting, whatever. I go back to the kitchen for something and then I pick up the check as they're leaving and he left me a hundred dollar bill. I start to sob because I'm like, Mm. why would you do that? Like it didn't make sense. I was a baby server. I ran outside and I was like, I can't accept this. Like there's no way. And he was like, this was probably a bonding moment that me and my stepdaughter will remember for the rest of my life. She gives me a big hug. She starts to cry. He oh gives me God. a big hug. Wow. He starts to cry. I'm also an emotional basket case. If you can't <laughs> I cry over everything. So I'm sitting there. I have like big makeup on. I am sobbing. I walk back in, not even thinking about it. And the bartender goes, okay, raccoon, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> so then that would probably be my most like sweet, memorable one. And I then like I like that one. Right? That's, that's, that's a really a, nice, a, like heartwarming it, story. It also highlights the, we've talked about this before, but the relationship that servers, bartenders have. Yeah. With you guests. build those relationships. You know, yeah. that, that is something that, like you said, they will probably remember that experience. I will remember that for and the rest even, of their lives. Even one time. The fact that, it, you know, it's not just, it's not like you knew those people for five years and they were coming. Yeah, right? they were there for 45 time. minutes tops. I, you know, I, the reason I like that so much is we haven't had a lot of sentiment on this pod. You know, the mo- the majority of it, frankly, has been between Mike and I, right? You Remembering a lot of the times that we've worked together. Maybe having your some... your bromance, because it is yeah. beautiful. I get to be a first-hand <laughs> witness, and this is a really beautiful thing. I kind of want to get you guys matching just, jackets so, or something. Just wait till we your fight. only fans, all right? <laughs> Right? That's yes. all I ask. Oh, bless you. Fuck <laughs> Patreon. Only fans for yeah. life. You think you like the pod. You think the pod's raunchy. You think the pod's been flagged. Wait till you see the OnlyFans. It's a lot of butt play. If you've never heard Steve <laughs> shut up, you will on the OnlyFans, all yeah. right? <laughs> Again, a lot of butt play. I'm a snorkeler. <laughs> all right, so now my, my favorite bartending story of the most awful thing that ever happened to me. If you, Baltimore bread, you know. When the Yankees come to town, oh, fuck. in Baltimore City, it is big money. Everybody at every bar out there fights to work those shifts, especially if you're behind the bar. And um, the Yankees came to town one particular day, and it was gorgeous out. It was like right mid-season, so it was like when the Orioles were still eh, but not oof. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the Yankees were in there, and I was behind the bar with... Usually we only had three people. We had five behind the bar because it was okay. so fucking wild. This guy, who's a big fella. I mean, I'm I'm a big woman. I'm five foot ten. I can hold my own. But this guy's like six foot five, probably pushing four hundred pounds. Just reeks of marble reds. Like just <laughs> with the Yankees jersey, just being a real cock the entire night. He definitely flashed money in my face, and I ignored him for a while. So. <laughs> oh, I would love to say his name was like a Dave. Oh, really? or like a. 
Lawrence. <laughs> no, he wasn't classy enough to be a Lawrence. <laughs> if he was a Lawrence, then he definitely went by Lou. Dave, <laughs> Dave like, the Dick. I think he would definitely be a Dave or even like a Chris. Okay. Like he was definitely like a New Yorker Chris. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Continue. So Sorry. he got fussy with me about something stupid. I don't remember what it was. I, oh, I think his check was taking too long. Like he was just being a pill the whole fucking time. Okay. So we had to wear Baltimore uh, memorabilia when we were in our, you know, like sure. whatever. So we had a pin for the Ravens. And he looks at me and he goes, y'all are a piece of shit. You oh. know who I fucking know? And I looked at him and I was like, how do you fucking know? <laughs> You're wearing a fucking Orioles pin. And I was like, I am legally obligated to wear this. But like, okay, boo-boo, you do you. He grabs the bar, leans over and goes, and hocks a loogie in my face. What? It hits me on my cheek. No lie. I just stood there. I am, like I said before, I have never been shy. And it is very difficult for me to be completely, like, at a loss for words. I just stood there and was like, this did not just happen. This, no, no, this didn't just happen. Like, there's no way. So I went like this, and it was like, oh. like Slimer from Ghostbusters. Oh, That's what it was like. oh my God. Oh, well, my then, God. Where is this guy? Like, Can three we... seconds later, the security guy, his name is Ed, who was hands down one of my favorite human beings I've ever met in my life. He's an older, retired Baltimore um, County police officer. Okay. <laughs> Ed's also pushing maybe five foot four. He's a little guy. He's a little blonde guy. This man comes just running through the bar and leaps at this man because he sees the rage start to build up. Yeah. So I stepped on top of the rail to launch myself yeah. over the bar at this fucking douchebag of a Chris that a came twat. from Long Island Douchebag is a nice way to put it. That was a very light, nice way to put it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you just see Ed running like a fucking T-Rex and just headbutts him in the ribs and takes him down and stands up and looks at me and goes, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. (laughs) All right. All right. All of a sudden, the ball... Bar starts to clap. I made like two grand that day. Yes! Everybody yes! felt bad yes! for me. Every penny. Oh my god! Oh so my god. the worst, but one of the most memorable ones. I don't think I have ever showered in hotter water than I did <laughs> that day. I'm gonna do something I might regret later, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, Chris, Dave, whatever your fucking name is, if you're out there right now and somehow Come you're listening me. to this, piece of shit, make, <laughs> make tonight the night. <laughs> tonight, okay. tonight. Throw yourself in front of traffic. Okay? You don't deserve to be a restaurant patron ever again. Frankly. We don't want you to die, but we would love it if you were at least no, maimed. No, I don't know about how, that. How, no, I would like him maimed. Right? I would like... Live I, the rest of your life unable to even get up to the bar to Do you know what you right? deserve? You deserve to be strangled on the side of a highway by dirty tongue. <gasps> like a gonorrhea. fucking That's duck. That's what he deserves. Uncontrolled. How dare you? How dare you spit in the face of this wonderful lady, you piece God, of shit. it was... And I was like cute wow. and thin back then, too. Like, fuck you, dude. How dare you? <laughs> that is... That is... That I is... Mad. I think... I think we, it's fair to say that is the most ratchet fucking what a cocksucker we've had on the podcast. That was, so far. I think, to spit on someone is the grossest thing. And also, and not even to spit, thing. but to, to literally hock a, a fucking loogie. I don't mean to make it like this, but it makes it it it, it, it takes it to another level that you're a female. And I oh, hope, 100%. I, I, yeah, no, you know, true, it yeah. really does. Like, 
I as a, I as a man have never spit on anyone in my entire life, man or woman. Mm. But I have to tell you, Unless like they asked for it. There is no express <laughs> written okay. consent. Okay, all right, I gotta have to back up for a second. <laughs> no, can't keep, keep going. going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on one now. <laughs> so yeah, there may be some qualifiers here, you know. Um, but I can't imagine a level of rage. That I would be in to spit at a female. That's no. just like another. That's another level. Or a level man. of rage to see somebody spit. Holy in shit. the face of of a female. I think I would have fought it. Like if I was just a customer there, it I would have fought. It was like for a good three seconds. Everyone, it was like a collective. <gasps> wow, dude. Gasp, and yeah. then all of a sudden, Ed just comes and murks him. With I got. What, what are you saying? I'm physically I'm uncomfortable. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Fuck yes. Ed. Okay, what was it? I got you, babe. I will say that. Yes. Yes. I got you, babe. You know what I would love? I would love to get a picture of uh, um, uh, of Ed um, posing like sh- uh, like Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse, Swayze? and Patrick underneath, Swayze? It, yeah, Swayze from Roadhouse, and he's just like this, right? And underneath it says, "I got you, babe." <laughs> that might be a T-shirt we need to make. Yeah, I got you, babe. I'll call Ed. I still yes. have his number, and I still. We gotta make sure him. it says "bouncer" on the back, right? Security, security, security. security. Yeah. Yes. security. Yes. All right, Mike, tear up for seven. Oh God damn it. Um, quit doing this meme. This right. is basically the yeah, same basically, It is. Fights, arrests, and fires. All right. You can, can we even top that after I mean, the story we just told? I mean, I honestly, I even wrote it down in my notes. Fights, not really. I don't really have any. Like, I mean, I worked in Fells Point and I worked in the Inner Harbor. Any, there were gunshots all the time. Yeah. Fights. Did you see time. any arrests? Plenty of the my How favorite about fires? Ar- no fires, but my favorite arrest was definitely when two drunk frat boys jumped in the Inner Harbor water. Which if you were yes. from Baltimore, you're not allowed to do that. You 100 percent have incurable herpes and like chlamydia. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Feet. Let's slow down. Okay, I oh. don't, I don't have herpes or incurable feet herpes, uh, but I have jumped in the harbor. Well, then Piece you need to go shit. get yourself tested because that water is... I get tested l- regularly. Literally a swarm of STDs. That shit is not good for oh you. It's fucking disgusting. They, they do send it has an F rating for a reason. They actually really do send you to University of Maryland Medical yeah. Center when you jump in. And uh, they take again, you out of the water and won't touch you. They wear hazmat suits. Again, I know from first-hand experience, do yourselves oh a favor. Oh my god, I would laugh so hard do if not jump the dude in. I watched get arrested. No. I would laugh so fucking hard. Alright, so I'm going in. I'm going in on another story. We got a buddy... We got a buddy, Mike Marinowski, and I don't care. Oh my God, this is such a great story. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell this story on the pod, Mike. If you're out there, I hope Mook. you enjoy. Just I hope call you enjoy Mook. Just call Mook. Mook, okay. <laughs> Mook. Mook and I lived together for a long time. I also lived with Mook. Yes, my, Mike we? Windsor did yeah, as well. I did for a little while. He's a good friend. Okay. We went to West Virginia together. Ooh, okay. That's it. <laughs> He's a Polak, just I like am. you! My maiden name is Garczynski, so yeah, we know. Marinowski. Oh, bless it. Yes, bless yes. It. So he's, he, he loves the vodka. <laughs> oh, the vodka? And he's down he's down in Fells, and he's having a night where he's just going for it, right? He's really going for it. And at one point, he decides to take you know, a moment to himself, and he's sitting on that dock across from the Pendry next to Bar Casino, that one that oh, shoots out in yeah. the harbor, across from the yep. Under Armour factory, yep. right? And he's sitting there on that dock, and he's on one of like the little benches, and he's on his phone, and he says, the way he tells the story is that apparently all of a sudden, he's looking down at his phone, and he drops it. But he drops it forward, and it bounces, and it goes right into the harbor. Ooh. And without thinking, <laughs> he, Michael Phelps, swan dives after it, jumps right off the dock, 
right in after the phone, and he actually grabs the Shut phone. Up. Swear to God, I don't know how. It's the middle of the night. He's wasted, and somehow you know that dive's like eight, yeah. ten feet, right? He shoots <laughs> off. Somehow catches Holy the shit. phone, gets it. Now. He's now wading in the water with the phone above his head, and he can't figure out how to get back <laughs> get onto back the dock, out. right? Jesus. All of a sudden, this group of girls run over, and they go, there's a ladder! There's a ladder down here! And they're screaming at him, and they're, they're, they like coach him where to swim. So you got to imagine <laughs> this. He's not just wading in the water. He's now trying to swim, holding the phone over his head as he's oh, swimming God. with one arm. And he swims his way down to this ladder. He climbs up, and he's now soaking wet. And he's wasted, and he's got this phone, and these girls are being super nice to him. They've never met him before, but they're like, I oh. mean, at that point, he's a fucking superhero. <laughs> they're like, can, yes. they're like can, we, can we help you? Can we help you? Once you dry off, baby. So, so he goes, I got to get home. I got to get my phone and rice. And they were like, okay, do you want us to call you an Uber? He goes, no, I have my car parked right there. And he goes, but I can't drive. And they go, we'll drive it for what? you. Are you fucking kidding me? We'll right? drive it for you. So these three girls and Mike pile into his BMW. Seems like a really good setup for one of those episodes of like how I got kidnapped. Yeah. Well, well again, when Mike interviews me for number twenty-five, we'll tell the story about when I got kidnapped by an Uber. That's a good one too. And they broke into my house. That's a good one too. Setting them up. These girls drove Mike's Beamer. He's in the back seat. Drove him home to our apartment. Dropped him off. Parked his BMW. Got out of the car. And called an Uber and went home. Wow. And what sweet angel baby. Mike puts his phone in rice and the next day it works. Wow. It is one of the craziest phone save stories I've ever heard in yeah. my entire life. So I'm curious he's... to see how big of a horseshoe he's got shoved up his ass. <laughs> yeah. Like that's unreal. Yeah, that's unreal. He might have shit it out. He in owns the, a leopard. Recent house. months, <laughs> keeps it in the basement. Like that's just chained up. You know, <laughs> yeah. Feeding Lucky Charms. Yeah, every every day. Fucking day, man. <laughs> well, speaking of things in your ass, uh, num- <laughs> number eight sex stories. You gotta, I mean, this is a supercharged inter- industry when it comes to sex. What, what, I mean, what do you think? You know, as a, I mean, I don't really have any crazy ones myself personally because yeah. I was most of the time that I've been in the industry, I was dating my now husband, high school sweethearts. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> but I did. I think one of the weirdest things that I ever did see that was like a weird sex story was um, three of my coworkers because everybody fucks everybody in the service mm, industry, it's whether it's I'm fucking you over or I'm fucking. <laughs> you over. It's always something. Fuck me over or fuck me good to you. Yeah, it's something. So. Where our break room was, it was like where our secondary ice machine was, and it was like the good ice. So it was like the Chick Fil A little round icy guys. Oh, so I man. walk into the break room, the one with the hole in it. No, no, no. It's the like the, the nugget guys, like oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah, sorry, the, little, the best ice. Let's be real. We could have a whole podcast. Just like the best <laughs> I like the ice. I like the, the crush ones. You are getting really off topic. Like <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. Em, you're right. You're right. Just give it to him. You're right. You told me. You're right. She's so you right. Told me. She's so right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> I walk into the break room and the ice thing is open. One girl's got her hands in the ice. No. The other one's got her ass in the ice. Oh. And one of my coworkers is just giving it to him from behind. And I literally Whoa. walked in. So as I'm getting, I'm getting a little hot under the collar here. Especially as a girl. When I, like, if you walk into a restroom and you open the door, you go, oh shit, I'm so sorry if there's someone in there. Yeah. I open the door to the break room, see this happening, and oh shit, sorry, do you need anything? <laughs> Why the fuck? My first instinct was be like, do you guys need water? Do you need to hydrate? Like, do you want a snack? We just got a fresh bag of towels in. Does oh, anybody need a rag? No, so, one so, of the girls, we'll call her Tiffany, she looks at me and she goes, I'll take a water. <laughs> and I got it. So 
wait. So there's a guy. No, you didn't. I you, 100%. You got her water. I went and, you and I got her outside of the, outside of the oh door. She, they God. didn't need ice, obviously. <laughs> we did so, have to clean so that ice well. What, yeah, night. so one of the girls had her hands in the ice. She had her hands in the I ice. I assume her ass is out, right? And the other one had her ass. In well, the was ice. she cooling down from I'm the not pounding really sure, that she had and received? I didn't ask because I don't really want to know. Yeah. Because one of them was married. Oh. Oh, oh it was a scandal to end all scandal. There's a wild. There's a very clear reason why we asked this category, folks. And it's for <laughs> stories like that. Yeah. So, Fucking wild. Number nine, bar hazing, pranks, and games. This is Mike and I's favorite category, personally, because <laughs> oh. inevitably, <laughs> when you work at a restaurant, you get bored. Yeah. And you just feel like, you know. You got it. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like this? Just trying to tee you up, baby. That's your goddamn job, right? I like to bring you in. (laughs) You're my co-host. I like to make you part of the pod. Uh, But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I'm still reeling from that story. I'm still thinking of how that all went down. How much blow did you do last night? The fucking hands in the eyes. (laughs) The glass of water. Um, That was was beautiful. My goodness. I mean, I'm a caretaker at my core, so I probably don't know what else to do. But no, seriously, this this is our favorite uh, category because... Uh, number one, we love to fuck with people. Yes, yes. I mean, we especially love to fuck with people that we like, you know, and see how they take it. You know, that's that's really one of the things where you can Wait, tell. are we still on question number eight? <laughs> <laughs> that's really one of the things you can tell if you're going to be friends with somebody is how they take getting fucked with. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So, can they take a joke? Exactly. Can yeah. they give it back? Um, we we um, said... You know, we always say on this pod, we have a couple themes. Like, some of them are wash your hands. Wash your fucking hands. Um, protect the innocent and the guilty. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, oh, we always say that, that for health. my number one rule before. That's the first thing you told me when I was going to do this. For <laughs> health code violations, protect the innocent and guilty. You know, uh, blue cheese over ranch. What? I'm so glad you said that. We don't have to get off on a tangent here, but we have to ask you. We missed this on so many... We'll do it in a second. We'll do okay, it in a second. Okay, fine. Yeah. Blue I won't let out. you forget. Blue cheese over ranch. <laughs> okay. I won't let him interrupt you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, so we have, a lot of, we have a lot of themes on the pod, and, and, and one, of the, one of the themes is, um, you know, we just have to keep ourselves entertained. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Um, we, we always say the service industry is for everyone, literally. Every race, every creed, every color, man, woman, um, you know, old, young. It doesn't matter who you are. You can work in this business. But the one thing that you have to have is a decent sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to take a joke. Take because, some punches, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you can't, if you can't, you're going to be rolled out very quick. Yeah. So you're going to hate your life. That's yeah. really what this category is about is bar hazing, pranks, and games. So the only time that I was ever like bar hazed, I guess we'll say, or like pulled a prank was um, like we have one of those, we had one of those big um, like iced tea pitcher things where you turn the nozzle on. And, and a it, girl's yeah. ass was in the iced tea. No, fuck it, that was the ice. No. I'm sorry. No. So the, the water stream on that was never ending and I didn't know that. So one of the girls said, oh, go empty the oh, hot water. I've heard this and it before. Was, I did that. I am not kidding you. It was a good 45 minutes because I am nothing. Just left not, it running? Oh, no. I, I dumped out like nine buckets because I am I will never not finish a project. Like, I'm nothing if not consistent. That's a good one. It was a really might, good one. I might steal It was that a really one. good one. Nedra, really you're an asshole, one. but I fucking loved you for that. And then the only so, other time that I got like Can we haze, explain to the people how this works first? Please, yeah. Okay. So there's so, a hot... Do you want me to do it? No, no, please, do? please. Just right. because I don't, don't think a lot of people... I just don't think a lot of people know how that works. Yeah, so right. there's like a... There's one of those like blue and red flip-up switches where one... On the coffee pot. Yeah, on the coffee pot. So she told me that I had to go empty out the red 
head, which is the hot water, and it's a never-ending hot for, water system. It runs to a water line yeah. in the wall. It's a water line connected to, like, wherever else you get yeah, water in a restaurant. Heater, yeah. yeah. So it was, it, I could have stood there for 17 days and would never have finished my hazing. It's impossible. So that was, it was a really good one because it was also very innocent but very silly and very funny. <laughs> yeah. and That's a great thing. Yeah, it was you know, silly some, and fun. Some of the and it was, good, it was good natured. It also yeah. wasn't like, yeah. hey, I'm going to make you feel like you're a piece well, of shit. No, and that's also what here. we talked about too. Like most of the time, there's no malice. It's just we're going to fuck yeah. with you a little we bit. Have right? to. We're, we're going to get you in the cut. We're going to give you a hard time. But then guess what? In a couple months, you get to tell we're somebody else. Right. And you get to tell somebody else to empty out the hot exactly. water. <laughs> so I, I, I play on a billiards team, and, and one of the guys on my team, he's a, he's a young buck. He's 21, 22 years old, and he just got his first ever restaurant gig. And I sit him down, and he's like, hey, you've been in the industry a while. Anything I should know? I, I sat him down. I was like, listen, Trevor, listen to me. Well, apparently you had 50 questions, so you probably had a whole fucking list of <laughs> shit. Well, I didn't. It was probably His words hours. were coming out like the hot water. It just wouldn't fucking stop. He's probably <laughs> sick of me talking about what he should do and shouldn't do. He's probably done with that. But I said, look, man, uh, no matter what you do, like... You're gonna get fucked with, you know. Just take it in stride. Well, that was my also give it back too. Oh yeah. If you're if you're quick enough oh, yeah. and you can throw it right back at them. It, what what did uh, uh Brian say on his podcast? If they figure out like the the uh, keg crusher, if they figure that out, that's a future bartender. Oh yeah. If they don't figure it out, they're a bar back the rest of their goddamn life. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. You know what, Trevor? If you're listening to this, because I know you're a big fan of the pod, love you, brother. Sorry, sad to see you go from the team, but. Anybody who lives in Harford County, Maryland, go see Trevor at 510 Johnny's. He's an awesome su- server. He's got a luscious head of lettuce mm. and, a, and a beautiful, beautiful little smile. So go visit Trevor. Tip him big. Uh, he's at 510 Johnny's right there in Bel Air. So um, not to give a shameless plug, but he's, he's been... He's Sorry, been... I'm still trying to get past the luscious head of lettuce. Thing. <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah, it's, it's okay. beautiful. Uh, and you see me. You see me right now. I got I got my head shaved. Mike and I met a military boy last night who was... <laughs> such a, an asshole. God, he was an asshole. A, I mean, nothing to do with the military, mil- obviously. Mil- this guy was just thing. a fucking annoying asshole God, and he wouldn't leave us alone. I'm sure he means well. It's just like, you know, he had some free time. He got drunk. But how did he keep referring to you? He kept coming up to me slapped me on the back he goes how you doing cue ball <laughs> and so, so original so oh, it's not the 83 no, yeah. it's like 22 it's probably. not it's not lettuce envy but i'm just saying dude uh trevor's got a head of hair like he plays hockey i mean that thing is flowing so anyway trill snipe selly boy go tip the motherfucker he's a good dude so anyway not to take up more time let's go into number 10 firing and quitting stories and what do we call it well getting 86 I've never been 86. Of course. I, I couldn't imagine that you had, no, to be honest. I'm lovely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, both actually, both the times that I've left my bar, I've given two weeks notice just because I feel respectable yeah, to do yeah, so. I sat my manager down and like had a conversation when I left Penny Black. Uh, last week was my, my last shift, which was kind of a bummer, and I cried like mm. eight times. But when I called um, Eliza, who's one of the owners on the phone, I was like sobbing. I felt so bad because mm. they're a little understaffed. You know, it's... Pre or post, not post COVID, we're still kind of in it, but like things are opening back up again. Mm -hmm. So they're definitely short staffed. And I felt horrible. Like I felt like such an asshole. And they, the people that have been there have been so good to me. So like, I don't have any bad ones. I feel really boring for this category, but I've always left with like a really good, I can always go back there. Mm -hmm. And I want that to be that way because I've made so many friends at those places that I want to make sure that I can still go back without like, I love that, royally screwing somebody. I love that. 
Yeah. I have a different direction we can go for this category if everybody's okay to kind of take a little twist and turn. Do it. Just Absolutely. keep talking. Don't okay. go on, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out. I'm ready? Ranch or blue cheese? For what? Wings. For no, wings. no, no. Say nothing else. Well, so for wings. No, for life. For fucking life, Emily. <laughs> First of all, don't yell. I don't know why I'm getting that. Sorry. This category gets me heated. You raging bitch. It gets bitch. me heated. <laughs> so this podcast, I thought raging bitch was supposed to be for me, but clearly no, it's not for you. No. I'm feeling ornery today. So you are ornery. Yes. Ranch of blue cheese. Damn. like a fucking crocodile. So, <laughs> Salt um, water. <laughs> I think definitely blue cheese for wings. Yes! I will say ranch to dip vegetables in though, but it's got to yeah. be homemade. So I don't yeah. want any of that bullshit cans from a giant eight gallon tub. <laughs> Fuck that. The reason I bring homemade with an immersion blender. The reason I say a fucking immersion a blender. blender. You better put that immersion blender in there, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm not picky. <laughs> the reason I say that this actually relates to this category is because if you say ranch and no blue cheese, you're gonna get 86, 86. by yeah. us. Yeah. All right. Oh my, my god, so I made it past bar hazing. Or yes. bar rant hazing. You made, you, yes, you Bless made, me. I'm you, so proud of myself. Yes, yes, that's right. Oh, whatever. So, so Mike and I have this theory. There's four categories. Oh, okay, nice. category number one. There are the people that are indifferent. They like ranch. They like blue cheese. They're sociopaths. They could, <laughs> actually, if you can, no, if you can't make up your mind or have no preference, you're a fucking sociopath. And that's your opinion? Honest to God, those people I agree. Are not I agree people, with her. I agree. Those are not the people that piss me off, okay? I didn't ask if they pissed you off. I said that they're psychos. They might be. They might be unstable, for sure. So that's ranch and blue cheese. You did. You got a snort. You got a snort. Yes. Yes. We got a snort. There's category number two. And these... These people are ranch only. They don't eat blue cheese. They hate blue cheese. They don't want to touch blue mm. cheese ever. Those, to me, are the biggest sociopaths. Okay, okay? so then I have, a, I have a, a query for you then. My best friend's, like, deathly allergic to blue cheese. Well, that's a whole different that's story. Is that okay? We're not, yeah. We're she's not, so, does she no, 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 no. You have an allergy. We're not unreasonable. So, okay. yeah. No, we're not unreasonable. Yeah. I mean, she's an exception. She should still try it. <laughs> she's an exception to the rule oh if your throat so closes up it's fine we've got an EpiPen for you babe you're good you got category number three okay. category number three are your blue cheese lovers now I will say this I have never met anybody in my entire life that's a blue cheese lover that A hates on ranch and B never eats it so I think you're a good representation because everybody here today Loves blue cheese. That's our primary go-to. But of course, we'll eat ranch. I will eat. We're not. I will eat anything. I will dip. We're bugs not saying. In ranch, we're not saying right? ranch is bad. The unfortunate thing is the ranch eaters are judgmental. Mm -hmm. The blue cheese eaters are not. We are not. Well, to, to an extent, I kind of feel like as I've edited and listened to some of these episodes, I feel like we are more judgmental. No, 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 no. Than anybody else. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. What we are, what we are, is we are sick of being persecuted. <laughs> That's what it is. We finally have a platform. I feel. Right, well, then I have a question. I'm I gonna... feel like a Christian in the early Roman Empire, and Jesus. I got no problem with Caesar. But <laughs> okay, don't so don't first... hate on Jesus, baby. Don't first hate on you Jesus. You compared yourself to Jesus. <laughs> no, now, no, no, no. Blue you cheese. You are the Christian, and no, 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 no. what I'm doing now is I'm comparing blue cheese to Jesus, which I think is a fair, fair comparison. Fair. I think that is a fair comparison. Alright, so then I've got to ask you. I have a query for you. There's a fourth, by the way. That's the oh, well then do your fourth. No, 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 no,
do you want big chunks in your blue cheese? Chunky blue cheese or not? Yeah, I it's got to be chunky. I, I want chunky. It's I want a thick with two seeds. I want a Lizzo-sized yeah. blue cheese. Thank yes. you. The, the first, yes. the first, the first episode we cheese. did was Dirty Jim Martinis with blue cheese stuffed, stuffed olives. olives. That was my yeah. that was my strength. <laughs> that was how we started the pod. That's always my strength. I'm a classy motherfucker. All right. Apparently, you're quite well read. You know, Pittsburgh, Kansas dropped the H, didn't keep him from becoming a refined gentleman. Sarah. But all right, so number four, there's a fourth category. Ready. And these are the people I have yet to meet. Okay. And I don't know if I want to meet this person. This is the person that hates ranch. And I'm done. I'm out. I'm leaving. Come back. Come back. Come back. I hate it here. I didn't know people like that existed in the world. And I'm uncomfortable. They might. We haven't found them yet. I might. We hate it here. We might, be, we might be talking about a unicorn, right? It might not even exist. The, oh, you know like, what those are? Those are pod people. So they're not actually humans. Those are like the Hillary Clintons, the yes. pod people. <laughs> the so this is actually a lizard people. This is also, was that a South Park episode? Yes. Yes. This, of course it was. Well, David Icke. <laughs> Um, uh, this is actually... I can't believe you just said his name on this fucking episode. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, David. Um, so this is a great actual um, setup for a, a real cool piece of bonus content that Mike and I are going to be doing. And guys, we're going to be introducing... Is it dirty? No, no, I think you're going to like this. It's okay. always going to be a Guys, we're going to be introducing... <laughs> you know, we've been promising a lot of bonus content. I know a lot of you listeners have been very loyal. Um, the end of the summer, okay? September 1st, we're going to be starting to introduce some of our bonus content a lot of this is going to be extra little cuts we've done with our bartenders mm -hmm. mike and i are going to be doing interviews with other service industry professionals chefs strippers mm -hmm. barbacks we're going to do all kinds of cool things to try to give you a little bit more of a cut into the industry <laughs> but one of the things that we've been really excited to do is mike and i came up with a great idea for the ranch and blue cheese debate well, well steve came up with a great idea all right, I'm gonna I, would, I just listened to it. I'm going to throw it. Mike just said yes. So what we're going to be doing is Mike and I, every now and then, are going to be getting together. He and I are going to get super drunk. <laughs> I'm, we, I'm down for that. We're gonna get, so every day. Yeah. So we're going to get super drunk, and we are going to call people at random, and we are just going to ask their opinion about <laughs> ranch and blue cheese. Ranch. And we're going to see where things go. Because if you know... A uh, controversial topic in your life. There might be none more than ranch and blue cheese. It is, I mean, it is the Middle East. It is the Jews and the Palestinians. God damn it. I mean, it is a you fucking a, battleground. You irreverent piece of shit. Right? It's a battleground. It's people, a battleground. People are dying, you motherfucker. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, people are dying over this. So it's like blue cheese versus ranch crank yankers. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. Can you please call? And I'm, I'm going to call at random. There. It's no. going to be at random. No, I'm, I'm putting this out there on this recording because I think I have a very good idea almost as good as my mother Russia I <laughs> really think that if you're going to interview like cooks barbacks please call it the back of the house please yes please call it the back of the house the nice. back of the house that would be so many, good these are, these are the, we've never yeah. done a high five on this podcast and we've done several like this seven is the first, first fucking high fives of the podcast I feel so honored I got to be here for the bet making I got to be yes. here for what an, the high five what an the mother Russia the mother which I am well I'm not gonna I'm gonna have the I'm Irish Russia the Irish Russia I'm gonna have the Irish Russia you can't, if you have a mother Russia please do not ever speak to me again <laughs> I'm gonna try I'm I have really try. enjoyed our time together but don't ever call me again if you drink a Mother Russia. Well, speaking of enjoying our time together, M, usually what we say to people is that 
Congratulations, you've made it through the gauntlet. But I'm gonna say something different today. Okay. You slayed the gauntlet, yeah. girl. Oh, you're so made, welcome. You have absolutely crushed this <laughs> thing. Made the gauntlet your bitch. You did. Really did. I feel like I feel stronger coming out of this. I feel like I'm ready to take on the world. I feel like a. <laughs> I feel like a, a more independent woman that, because of this experience. That's, that's, those are the raging bitches talking is what it is. Life's going to be a breeze after this. So I mean, before yeah. we get you out of here, we're going to do our last little section, which we call the cleanup. We call it our how's our driving. Because, again... Which is funny, too, because you should drink I did bring my drive. own chauffeur. <laughs> you really I, should. I was smart. What did I do today, Steve? I brought my own fucking chauffeur. Yes, Thank you, did. husband. I love you. She pulled up, she pulled up in a whip. You know, she Shout popped it. She I pop- put a whip. It's a fucking Xterra. It is not. That is not a whip. It's a brick. Come it, look, on now. it looks good in my driveway. I'll tell you what. I mean, it's better than most of the cars we got parked out there. Um, no, but we call this how's our driving because, again, as we said at the top of the show, Mike and I are not good at this. And yes, we you are. are. Oh my we god, are, be nice to my friend Mike and Steve. We, we, are, we are trying to get better. And so one of the things that we've been really trying to do is we want to give you a lot of girth. <laughs> God damn. A wide birth, if you yes, know. A wide Her birth. husband's right outside. Wide birth, wide, wide birth. No, we really just want to give you some space now to tell us what we've missed. Are there questions we could be asking? Or or would you like to share some recommendations of what we might want to ask on the show? Like, um, maybe it's a, a bar or restaurant that you recently went to that you really enjoyed. Maybe it's a cocktail that you've been recently drinking you really enjoyed. Or, or an alcohol or a beer that you really like. Give us some recommendations on the show on just the restaurant industry, anything that you want to kind of guide us on here, this is this is your your time to shine. Oh, I've got a good one, I think. So as I think a really good question to ask people in the service industry is as a service industry worker, what has been your worst experience being waited on? Mm. Or Whoa. when you have been sitting at a bar, tell me the worst experience Flipped, and, and how'd you handle how it? did you handle it? Yes. Because my, my resolution to whenever I have really shitty service is to wildly over tip. Yeah, I'm because, really. Oh, every fucking time because <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to t- say to your face, "Hey, you were incredibly fucking rude to me." Wow. And I'm in the industry as well, and there was yeah. no reason to be so fussy. So, you're welcome because I am that asshole that wow. wants to be loved that by is, everybody. So and that's just a huge big old southern slap in that, the fucking that face. That is so awesome. Yeah, you tip them it's great. It's the nicest you, but like most it's, degrading way. It's, 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 it's the reverse of the verbal really tip. Of, a nice person. Oh, the verbal tip of you, know, you did a great job tonight but and then they don't tip you. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it's You're right. my favorite server ever. Yeah. And, right, and, then 10% three bucks, right. and yeah. you said it on the, the other pod, the other episode. I don't always think it's because they didn't enjoy their service. I just think they're fucking cheap. And they're, they're like, this is good enough. Yeah. I'm going to tell you did a great job, but apparently, you know, you're, you're going to pay your rent with this fucking compliment. Now, it's fuck yeah. Really and I think it's like a, from a service industry perspective, how fucking cool is that to get that right. perspective? Mm-hmm. Or as a service industry worker, what's the best experience you've ever had at a bar or a restaurant? Mm. Like, how did they make your experience so fucking good? And then what did you pick up from that experience that you've added into okay, your... Okay, so can I interject really Please. quick? Because... Be- since you've said that, there's this place called Cafe Del Rio in Pittsburgh, fucking Kansas. And it's just a little... Pittsburgh, it's Kansas? Pittsburgh, That's Kansas. Where That's where I'm from. No, no H? No H. Is that why you said drop the no H? No H. But I remember we went there for a business meeting, and there were like six or seven of us, and it was lunch rush, you know, busy as hell. And I know how hard it is to wait on multiple tables at a single time. This fucking girl, I don't know if she was in... I don't know what the fuck she was doing with her life. She fucking killed the service she was there every anytime you needed something you looked up boom she was there and then she was off waiting on other tables but not like hovering no no no. she just good absolutely knew when she was needed and she took care of us 
always had, you know, you're eating spicy food, always had full glasses of water. And I made sure to leave her not only a great tip, but I went to her manager and I was like, you need to know. Oh, yes. I yeah. am such a Karen, but right. in a good way. I'm like, can I please speak to your manager? Because yes. I have to tell them how long exactly. you were. Yeah. Me and too, I told because him. whenever that's happened to me, it makes my fucking week. Yes. So, there's one I told I told the manager, I was like, she's a fucking ace. She's outstanding. She is outstanding, and she did I'll she do that even more so that that person gets better sections. Yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. You need to empower her. But yeah. there's another layer to this, and we call it the pity theory, mm-hmm. all right? We've been talking a lot about this in the pod. One of the things I'd love to see happen is for a bartender or a server to do a social experiment where intentionally, I'm not saying giving bad service, I'm not saying being rude, you can still be attentive, but every single table Make a critical mistake. Like drop a drink. Drop a glass. Drop a plate. Trip. Fall. Spill something on somebody. Spill something on yourself. <laughs> do it for... Forget e- an order. I'm talking about every fucking table. Do it. And see what happens to your tips. Because I'll tell you, I have made mistakes in, in many different situations in the industry. And every time I do, because I actually do care and I'm working hard and I will do whatever I have to do to make it right... I don't care if I have to pay for the mistake. Like, seriously. Like, yeah. if, I, if I have to comp the food off and my manager won't comp it, I'll pay for it. I don't care. I'll do whatever I have to do to make this mistake right. I get to better. Me too. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. I was going to say that too. So it's the pity theory. Yeah. I would love to Either see somebody pity, play this out as a social experiment. I don't know necessarily if it's the pity, but I think if you own up to the fact that you made the mistake yeah. and you're like, I'm so sorry, and you take accountability for it, people right. respect you more. And that, they're like, we got to come up oh, with a good name. I see like a deeper. It's kind of well, like the people misconstruing service industry workers as like that we're not intelligent or that yes. we're not. Yes. Hardworking or whatever, or accountable, yeah, or mature, mature in some way, right? You hold yourself accountable for a yeah. fuck up that you make, and they're like, "Oh, I really appreciate you doing that." Yeah, I might be a little pissy that I've got to wait an extra twelve minutes for my food, but mm-hmm. like, you just gave me a free drink, so what do I care? Yeah, well, yeah. and 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 that's really I love the, that, that, that That's the the you, an integral part to that theory is you can't just spill a drink and be like, "Oops, sorry." You you genuinely have to say you, and that's why I think people like this is great that you brought this up because most people get tips so well because they genuinely feel bad. They're they're trying to provide good service, and then something fucks up, and they are genuinely upset about it. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry that your food's taking longer than it should be. And then they're like, you know what? I'm out eating whatever, but obviously you're trying to you're trying to. I'm, I'm getting off track. No, here. you're not. You're not. No, no, I think that was great. I just, I, I would just love to see how that would really play out if somebody really yeah. did it as a social experiment. We've got to come up with a good name for it. We're, yeah, pity, to, pity. We're, we're gonna have, we're gonna have t-shirts that say "Drop said, drinks, get cheddar." Yeah. <laughs> when you said pity theory, I instantly thought of pit bulls. I don't know why, but that's where my mind headed. But I was like, oh, I have two of them. You want to talk about my dogs too? Maybe that's what it is. Okay. It's, maybe it's the pit bull theory because a lot of times pit bulls get a bad rap for for all of these things that they that people think that they know about this dog um which are not always true these dogs may be making mistakes that aren't really their fault they're the best right so maybe pitbull theory i don't know we gotta we gotta workshop yeah, i got before you i know you're getting ready to no, move it's fine on. that's fine Steve's like we're taking too long no, no we're not he's not he's not it's been awesome so i've got to say this and because we didn't really cover this on brian's episode but this is something that i like to do when i have really bad service still leave him a great tip 
but I explained this on the last episode. You take a pint glass, fill it with water, you put the, a good tip inside oh, it. Oh, that's shitty. Then you put the coaster on it, and you flip it over. That is, enough, that is another level of Tom fuckery that I don't think I can get behind. Because <laughs> that's straight that's up That's hilarious. Like, and, and Brian well, was like, if, I'll just let the bus boy deal. No, fuck you, man. That's your no, tip. No, what if you don't notice it, and like one of the other bartenders that wasn't serving that person comes up and picks it up? You're then a gonna, fucker. Then they're going to ask, why did you, what did you do to that poor table? Why did they do that? You're right? 86. You're done. I made it longer than the host. Fuck, this is great. All right, guys. So we're gonna move on to our last little thing. This is our wrap up. Just a few closing questions. So, what? I know you're out of the business, right? But we talked about you might be getting roped back in, and so we always like to ask, why do you still do this? The AKA. Why do you hate yourself? (laughs) Why do I hate myself? I have a fucking list. So, um, I the I think I said it before. The main reason I do it is because I love the social interaction, especially when COVID really like I work from home from nine to five. My husband travels Monday through Friday. So like I'm literally by myself Monday through Friday, which I do love. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But going back to bartending really gave me a sense of like myself back camaraderie. Yeah. Because it was my, I'm such a social person that being on lockdown for over a year. I know I'm so (laughs) awkward, right? I mean, I am awkward as fuck, but I'm not, at least I'm not shy. Um, but I think that I, I genuinely was excited to go back into the industry because I missed that social interaction. I missed being able to hear stories and to just like, I mean, to be perfectly honest, nine times out of 10, a a guest is going to ask you about yourself. And clearly I love fucking talking about myself. (laughs) When you connect with somebody, especially when it's such a good feeling and and, and you know what, when it feels even better, like sometimes you have a regular that over time you get to build a good rapport with, but the best feeling is when you've met somebody for 10 minutes and you're already like best friends, like you and I. You sat down at my bar. I remember exactly. I gave where you, you so much shit. Dude, <laughs> I, I remember so mean to him. I remember Thank exactly God. where you and Ben sat, and I knew. I knew ten minutes. So in, I was like, mean. I fucking love this girl. I was so mean. She's, she's coming. He on the gave pod. me a crush, and I was like, this is fucking terrible. Yes. Can I have it? <laughs> yes. And I was like. Yes, I was like, this is fucking Snort, terrible. Can you, you motherfucker. No, I'm not doing it. Yes, you are. No, but it's amazing. It's amazing. There's nothing like it's palpable that 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 energy. When yeah. you meet that person, you're like, oh my God, we're going to be friends. Right? <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I have regulars at Penny Black who like shed some tears when I was leaving, yes, like man. Mike and Jan and Serge and Virgil and Chris. and We always do a trauma parlor, but I feel like we should have the white stripes. I can tell that we are going to be friends. Yes. Everybody else is singing. Yes. All right. Last question. If you opened a bar, what would you call it? And earlier, I you had it. a great idea. Yeah, Honest did. to God, I would love a bar that was full padded so I could never hurt myself yeah this was off mark so before we got started today I I mentioned this and this is actually something that weirdly I've thought about for like since I was like a junior in college love it years love it I think it would be so cool to have a bar and this is probably so not PC anymore or just ever but it would be called the psych ward and every drink like a signature cocktail would be like schizophrenic episode <laughs> high functioning yes. anxiety which yes. would definitely be Bi- Red Bull and Jameson or something yes. wild clinical depression yeah right? clinical depression the bipolar the, the bipolar cooler the bipolar breeze is what <laughs> the bipolar breeze and then I, I would it. want like those big overstuffed padded bar stools and the like the what do they call them the the booths mm. like, why can't Booth. Am I stroking out with the fuck? I've only had two beers. The stroke. The, 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 the stroke. You must um, have had too many epilepsies. <laughs> God damn it. But I think that that would be so cool. And then um, every time that somebody got drunk at the bar, you'd ring the bell and say that they were at the loony bin. Nice. Oh, that would love be so it. good. Now, 
could we have everybody dress as Nurse Ratchet from one? Floor Not everybody. Goes? Everybody's got to dress up as weird shit. Yeah, like you can't like walk the Joker, in. like Absolutely. The, like like the Joker uh, uh, nurse outfit. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> or like a weird episode of Saw. I love it. Awful. Honestly, God, dude, I would wild. love to go to that yeah. place. That would be such a yeah, cool. Yeah, you could tell these friends we're going to Looney Bin together. You that's know? A, we What's are. that movie? Um, Grandma's boy, I'm fucking going to the loony Yeah, I'll with go you with you. <laughs> what is it? I can't drive to the devil's house yeah, or something like that. Like, What's that ringing in my ears? Is that is that a tumor? Do I have God, a tumor? I'm, not a I'm lying. Way, I'm way too stoned to drive to the devil's house. <laughs> drive, <laughs> monkey, drive! I almost shit my fucking pants. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. All right, we can quote. Well, and also, we, we do need to qualify really quick because, like she said, politically correct. Like, this is not a shot at people mental with mental, mental disorders. Right because most of the people who work in the service industry have a mental fucking health Let's be issue, all Let's right? Be vulnerable. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here to say everybody on this pod <laughs> is managing their mental health every fucking day. I'm and a huge it, lover of it, therapy. And guys, it is something that you're managing every day. And I love talking. To, you know what? This pod is cathartic. <laughs> it's getting our stuff out. It, it, you know, going to a bar and talking to your bartender, talking to your friends is oh, cathartic. That's part I of the mental. I genuinely think that if, again, with the psych ward bar, I think I would call my bartender's therapist because yeah. Yeah. women yeah. especially, well, men, I feel like men especially, you talk to female bartenders yeah. like they're your therapist. Drop, drop your women, problems. At yeah. The, yeah. Women talk to hairdressers like therapists mm-hmm. and then I will lay any of my shit on anybody that will listen. So God bless anyone that has ever met me in the last 25 years. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, love you mean it? They, they, they say it's the bartenders and the barbers yep. that know the secrets of a community. Yeah. That's the truth. So This no, has been so fun. I've had an absolute blast. I've had such a good this time. This is thank why you guys. we keep doing this because it's so much fun. And thank you guys for having me. Emily, this is such a good Emily, time. you fucking crushed. <laughs> You've been such a gem. Thank you for all your stories. I, I, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up here? Um, Just honestly, if you're ever thinking about getting into the service industry, I genuinely think that every single person in the world should be in the service or the retail industry at least once in their life. Yeah. Because I think that you will never meet friends ever like you meet in the service industry. You're a family in a restaurant, mm-hmm. unfortunately, whether you... And it's, it's so true because half the time you fucking hate your family, but you like have to love yeah. them. Yeah. So yeah. it's a perfect kind yeah. of culmination of that. But if you ever have the opportunity to... And I think that this is something that we're, you know, very privileged to be able to do. But if you're ever able to go to a bar and you can kind of tell when someone's having a bad day, Mm -hmm. leave them a ridiculously good tip. If you are able to, the way that you will change someone's life who, like when I first got into the industry, I couldn't fucking pay my rent. I was eating rice cakes every day. Dude, you should see Mike. You should see Mike and I. There was a time where it was ramen. Yeah. If you're able. Mike and I I paid our rent with change so (laughs) many times. I used to have to buy extra large uh, materials. Manila, pretzel, ma, no, Manila, Manila envelopes to fit all Manila <laughs> envelopes to fit all the cash and You're all the coins. You're not going to brunch after this. You need a nap. Yikers. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, this has been amazing, guys. Thank you for having me. We've had so much fun. fun. Guys, before we wrap up here, you know, please follow us on on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. Check us out on YouTube. Um, Emily's episode's going to be coming out in a couple weeks, but we got a a lot of great new content that's coming to you. Brian. Emily's episode is coming out in a couple weeks, he says. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? As they're listening to the episode. (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) My God. I am a little bit off my game right now. You know what? First morning episode, guys. Look, look. I've been lactating since the intermission (laughs) because I'm ready to go have a mother. Mother So look, go fuck yourselves. It's time to say goodbye, Emily. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. See ya. Bye.
Thanks for listening along. Holy hell, that was a great fucking time. Emily slayed the goddamn Jesus, gauntlet. Man. I've uh, never laughed so hard <laughs> on one of these pods before. We really hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, we release new episodes every goddamn Monday, no matter what. At least we're trying. <laughs> and a big shout out, as always, to our friends at Trauma Parlor for their song, The Fast One. So good. The fucking theme music to our fucking podcast. What, what a wonderful treat that they, they've given us. So, uh, if you like their songs, check them out. They're on Spotify, they're on Facebook, and then I show them some love. Go show them some love. <laughs> Quit fucking around. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along at on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. I, I mean, we really actually would love if you guys did that. That's what drives us up the charts. That's how we can share this pod with more and more people. And honestly, God, we really need personal validation. We absolutely do. Also, it's fun interacting with you guys on the social media. A it's lot so of you have fun. gotten our regulars around there and uh, commenting, and, and it's, it's a lot of fun. We really appreciate your feedback. And if you want to be one of our regulars, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at VRP Drink Along. I just did that. Okay. Talk to him about being a VR, <laughs> VIP so listener instead. We'll cut this out maybe. <laughs> no, no, keep going. <laughs> so if you want to be one of our VIP, VIP listeners, listeners there you go. I'm not drunk this time, goddammit. I just can't read. Uh, please subscribe to the Bartender Ram podcast on fucking Patreon. Uh, VIPs are always going to have a seat at the bar. You're going to get access to bonus content. You're going to have a chance to vote on new episode content. And you're going to receive a 10% discount on all of our merchandise. And if you subscribe on this episode, you're going to get a free Mother Russia mixer sent right to your door. (laughs) Now, I know we've talked a lot about merch, guys, but we are very close to having our Click the Print company um, up and running. So look out for that. I just want, I'm going to burn this podcast to the ground t-shirt. I want it so bad. If you want to be a big tipper. A.K.A. one of our Bozells. Feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. Look, Mike and I love doing this. Uh, it really it's, is. It's so much fun. It's a blast. I mean, you just saw on this past episode how how passionate we get about it when it, it goes the way that we, we want it to go. When it, it just feels so fun and lighthearted and we're laughing the whole time. We love this industry and we want to bring you great content. But keep in mind, this is not our day job. So with your help... We can keep the stories coming and interview bartenders from coast to coast. Yeah, give, give us that paper. And you know what? I think it's it's the pity tip. I think the more we fuck up, the more people are going to want to get right. to That's like, right. these fucking idiots out. That's right. right. Johnny Papers. <laughs> Johnny two times. Get the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> and as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. Escape. I can't.